Hello, Mena fans. Welcome back to Mena Fandom. I'm your host, Menas. I'm joined again by Orphan Red. How are you going, mate? I mean, it's uh, it is what it is, Menas. I, I missed you. I missed you last week. Um, my mental health has taken a downturn since I haven't been with you. So please don't <laughs> leave me again. Whatever you do, I know you've been very nothing, busy at work. Got nothing to do with losing both your parents in the last few months. Yeah, it's nothing to do with that. It's everything just about you. I missed you more than anything else. Excellent. Uh, Chris inspired me, actually. Um, I started a simulated baseball season as the 1901 Boston Americans for their first year in Major League Baseball, and it is thrilling. Got the turn of the century music going. Uh, I'm going to go out and buy some outfits. Um, I think it's a great idea. I, uh, when you get to the Roaring Twenties, holy cow, that's going to knock your skirt up. I can't wait to. I can't wait for you to get there. It's wonderful. <laughs> He's a great guy. All right, let's get into um, taking care of business, which is of course inspired by the New Hampshire cast, Chris and Ethan's uh, former podcast. Maybe Chris should go back to that now that he's got really nothing to do. I don't like when you talk about Ethan, but I do worry about our guy Clemmer. Um, Especially yesterday. I know we're going to get into it, but whatever's going to help Clemmer, that's what I want because I want the best one. <laughs> so, for those listening, uh, we are recording this episode after the Tuesday night show. They recorded really late, 8 45 p.m. start to record the show, which, as Kirk mentioned, is past his bedtime. So, we're recording after that show, but not before the, the Ryan Whitney show. So, if Cullinane gets down on his knees and sucks Ryan Whitney off in front of Kirk and swallows his semen. Uh, we can't react to that yet. I, I wouldn't blame him either. And Whitney better keep his damn hands off my colonnade. So I, <laughs> I don't know. It'll be, it'll be a good one. Every time Whitney's in there, it's a good one. Every single time. Yep. Looking forward to it. Um, more taking care of business. I have tickets to both Wilbur shows. So that's good. Now, did you purchase those? Were you given those? How did you How did you come about those? So I was given the first one, the VIP ticket, which means I get to meet Kirk after or before the show. I don't know the way he's going to do it. And then I did buy a ticket for the second show of StubHub just to have it, just to have it in the back pocket. Um, I'm not even sure if I'm going to go. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Definitely be going to the first show. You know, who knows about the second any worries about what they might do and have you, uh, you know, escorted out? Are, you, are there any concerns about that at all? Uh, no, but I, I, no. Why would they do that? I don't know. I have no idea. Listen, I, I'm just asking the question. I'm just, I'm just asking the question. Call. That's all I'm doing. I just, I don't want to plant any worry in your head. But well, Kirk will meet me and instantly. I will disarm him with my charm, wit, good looks, and and everything that he's said in the past will dissipate, and it will be all good. Well, I'm ready. With a bunch of a bunch of minifans have reached out to me. We are ready to uh, post up outside the studio to to get you in there. So great. Uh, we are ready to protest when you're ready. So it's only a matter of time. I get my sign ready and everything. I did get some um, alarm bells when I looked on the Ticketmaster app and when you have Kirk Minahan show there, it has a big red tick saying health check required and that basically you must be vaccinated to go to the Kirk Minahan show. Now, some people have said that's just a, a Ticketmaster thing and there's nothing like that at the Wilbur, but um, it does say it on the app, so hopefully it doesn't put a few people off. Like I'd, I'd hate for Montante, for example, not to come because he's not vaccinated. 
Yeah, I mean that would, uh, boy, as he's driving through Newark, that would be a crisis, mm. you know, conflict for him. Be a lot of deep thinking. I know that might be tough for him. I hope he can figure that out, whatever he does. <laughs> well, I mean, he quit his job, so he didn't have to get vaccinated. So I can't imagine he'd get the jab just to come to the Wilbur. Um, but Kirk was pretty um, nervous after what happened in Magnolia. So I just wonder if he will look at the non-vaccinated people a little bit differently heading into this show. Are you going to be, I mean, at this point, I don't know where you're at in your vax history here. Are you going to be triple boosted? You're going to be uh, masked up? everything you can do to get into this place or what? I mean, mm. Kirk, Kirk sounds like he's pretty scared of this. Mm, I, I'm double vaxxed. Then I was due for my third and then I got COVID. So I'm, I'm waiting to get my third. I'll probably get it soon. Maybe, maybe a fourth if I can just before the Wilbur, because I mean, there's going to be a lot of people there sick. I mean, mentally yeah. ill, physically ill, you yeah. name it, disabled. Uh, there'll be a whole huge disabled section. Although I don't think you can catch that. I don't know Mar- if masks, um, protect you from that but um yeah look I, I actually wouldn't mind if they said look i think everyone should wear a mask in the theater for the show i, I this isn't a competition but i have been triple vaxxed uh, i'm a covid survivor um you know i'll wear a mask if they want me to wear a mask i don't care i'll dance if they want me to dance doesn't matter to me i don't i don't I'm not gonna take a stand against anything i'm not a a, a lib cuck either but it is what it is. I'm not going to be quit my job or anything else for this. Year. I don't care. Mm, I guess the mask will sort of take away the laugh factor for say when LK does his opening routine, you know, it won't be as many laughs if you have to laugh into your mask. It'll be difficult, but we'll get through it. Um, I'll pull down my mask and give LK a laugh. I'm an LK guy. I'm a team guy. His five minutes are going to, he's going to crush it. Absolutely. Better, better than Mike's I'm sure. Mm, yeah, can't wait to see Mike stand up. A mm. um, bit more of taking care of business. There was a, quite a lot of um, outrage and disappointment that Minifandom wasn't released last week. I'm just going to say it again. I've said it before, but I know how dumb most of the listeners are, so this would have gone in one ear and out the other, And except for Lauren, especially not Lauren. She's not dumb. Um, this show has no set schedule. So basically some weeks, have you noticed, you get two shows, you know, even – you know, there's been weeks where you've got three shows and then there'll be some weeks where you just don't get a show. And it's not because I don't want to do it, but the fact is that the window where Red and I can record is pretty small, like in terms of the time difference. So um, for those in America who've never left their state or country, you know, Australia's on a different time zone. So Is it? You know, oh. yeah. So so your night time when you can record, for example, Red, is, is you know what, it's not my night time here. That's going to blow a few minds. So, yeah. you know, if it just works out that certain weeks, they just we can't tee up that time, then um, that's why you don't get a show. And listen, it it hurts me the most that we don't get together, but I totally understand when we don't get together. I do like the fact that, um, you know, things pop up in our schedule. Things happen either myself, things happen with me Mm. or with you. And exactly. I, what I do love is when things happen with you, how accommodating I am and, you know, just how understanding I am. You know, I give you a little thumbs up emoji and no worries, buddy. Going to miss you much love. Mm. And then when things pop up for me, I appreciate that you do that in kind. There's never Absolutely. a moment. There's never a moment where you question whether 
you know, I've had multiple parents die or mm. things that have come up. Well, well, we, well we know the dog didn't die. We know the dog didn't die and we know there was no airport pickup. So aside from that, I'm pretty sure your parents <sighs> have died. And and let's be honest, I gave you, like, I gave you days. I think, you know, we just recorded our last show and I'm looking ahead at the schedule next week and going, actually, probably not going to happen. Yeah, that's probably true. Before we get into everything that's important, I do want to talk a little bit about myself. I don't enjoy talking about myself, obviously. Mm, go for it. But a little bit of therapy session. I just need to know. So for the past week, um, I've been watching one scene from Superman and Batman. Um, and there's Kevin Costner scene. I don't know if you've seen the, the film. Um, Which film is this? Superman versus Batman? Yeah, Superman versus Batman, right? So Never uh, Superman. That. Okay, well, Superman is it worth a, saying? Just, is it worth saying? I think it is. Um, Zack Snyder, he lets me down a lot, but I think I think this one's actually a little underrated. It's it's better than what people say. So okay. Anyway, so Superman has a crisis of conflict. Um, he's got issues. He's lost his parents, and so he goes on. Did you a say? Hike. Did you mean crisis of conscience? Excuse me, crisis of conscience. Sorry, thank you. Just Appreciate that. Thank you. So he's on a hike. He's on a, uh, a journey and he makes it to the top of the mountain and there's his father who has passed away. Um, and it's about a minute and a half scene. And so I've been watching the scene um, about 30 times every single day. Um, and in the scene, Kevin Costner says, I miss you, son. And I just mm. ball. Now is that, I'm probably not mentally ill for doing that every single day. Right. That's probably, <laughs> that's probably totally fine. There's probably nothing wrong with me. Right? There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing okay. wrong with seeing people that look like your dad in Starbucks reading okay. newspapers and, and getting okay. upset. So, um, okay. yeah, nothing wrong with that. You, you, I'm, you're doing I'm not okay. Ill at all. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I, I just needed that. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, ke- keeping on with taking care of business, I did. I did do a um, a lunchtime recording last week. So I was so busy, but I did order some McDonald's breakfast. And I, I, I jumped on live on Twitter and just did a quick update. Wanted to let everyone know what was going on with Minna Fandom. And, and you know, it worked well with my schedule while I was eating. I could talk into the camera. And uh, it was well received. The breakfast went down fantastic. I mean, hot cakes with sausage, sausage, bacon and egg. Um, excellent. Obviously, the sauce debacle has stayed with me for a week. The fact that I had no sauce to go with it. So I won't be making that mistake again. Yeah, it was a, ro- a rookie move by you, Menners. Um, it was the only downside to the video. Um, I was captivated, like many. I couldn't stop watching you. Um, you you eating is a sight to behold, and talking as you're eating, I can't stop. So I hope this comes back. I loved it. Yeah, I love doing it, actually. I like eating on camera. I like talking on camera while I'm eating because it's not nice to eat alone, is it? You know, so, you know, it's nice to have company when you're eating. And uh, maybe I should do it on YouTube next time as well so you can get comments um, as as I'm eating. You would make a killing on Facebook. I don't know if you've ever considered this because I've seen this on Facebook. There are people who watch. um, I don't know if it's like competitive eaters, but um, I've seen these. um, They just so happen to be Korean women. Um, My wife watches these videos she loves to watch people eat i don't know well, so, she, can you send her that that tweet of mine i will i will have her watch that video because i need to get her reaction and and mm. see what she says uh but there's this there's this woman who eats a large amount of things she's very tiny and there's something about watching it and hearing it that people love 
and that that's you for me i can't i can't stop watching you do this when you sip the pellegrino and do your whole thing and you're just talking through different issues that happen thank you there you go with kms or different issues in the world i could watch that all day it's Mm. it's mesmerizing uh, just an update as well. My toothache is sort of dissipated. So it was even like it was some strange eating because I was eating on one side of the mouth. So um, there was a lot going on that show. But uh, look, they'll come back every now and then when I've got a bit of time and I just feel like um, jumping on. Final bit of taking care of business. And this is where things take a little bit of a turn, Red, because some things you just can't laugh at. And, uh, you know, it's a hot button issue at the moment in America, but um, I disagree. Know, sex- I think I can laugh at this, but go ahead. But go ahead. Sexual assault is not funny. That and, is not funny. No, nope, that's not. Funny. And you know what happened to Lauren Lynn after the five k is disgraceful. Um, by a dude, well, I don't even know his real name, uh, groping her on camera. Uh, you know, it's one thing to do it away from prying eyes, but to do it in front of everybody to be so disrespectful to our queen. Um, look, it, it's just. It just put put me in a really bad mood when I saw that photo. I want to fucking kill that guy. Uh, I hope he's at the Wilbur because he's going to fucking get it from me because, I mean, like, that was some bad shit. Like, your hand doesn't go there. And if, and if you're going to go that far, you may as well grab the boob at that point because, you know, you just sort of just slyly sort of just getting a bit of the side boob. Um, and there is actually a great photo of Lauren Lynn's side boob on her Twitter somewhere okay. if you, you go all look right, for it. But, right. but anyway, you know, I, I just just do not think that Minifan should be so disrespectful to ladies. I didn't anticipate this happening. I know when I saw it, when Lauren Lynn posted it, I I didn't enjoy commenting on it right away and, and referencing that and then immediately sending it to you. I got no enjoyment out of that. So we all just waited uh, for you to wake up in Australia to mm. see that. Um, so I need to, I need to know what time did you wake up? Uh, what time did you see it? Were you laying in bed when you saw it? How angry were you? What were the initial thoughts as you were going through this? Because I, I need to know. That's the first thing when I said it to you. I need to know. Well, this. it was. I wake up um, Monday morning. I think it would have been Australian time, oh. and I'm in bed. You're right. I'm in bed and I'm scrolling, and you know, I see a notification. I look at the photo. And first thing, Lauren looked amazing. I'm like, wow, she's one fit cookie. And then I see the hand. I see that fucking scumbag, that creepy-looking dude with his fucking mitts all over her. And yeah, I, I was not yeah. happy. I was jealous because I wanted to be there to to be with Lauren, like sure. be next to her in a photo. Protect um, her maybe a little bit, be there for exactly. her. Exactly. Yeah. And just a, just a shocker. The guy, I mean, it's a full-on, it's assault, what that photo is, automatically. There's no question about it. It's not only is he gripping the rib cage; he's getting a hand, like a, a side hand in there. He's going all for it. Now, and, and pro tip to that dickhead, you can have your hand on her ass and no one sees it. Nobody, Nobody see sees it. it. It's like right. it didn't happen. You just you see Lauren do- smile. Lauren would just have a great smile. No one would see it. You don't have to do the awkward Kirk hover of the hand. You don't have to do that. Mm, just you don't have to creep towards either. the boob. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, somewhere between like Kirk Minahan and Harvey Weinstein. You got to ho- find that middle, whatever that is. Oh, and Bio I'll tell dude, you what. He went all for it. it and I'll tell you what, Craig, Craig VGS looked like um, Harvey Weinstein in the photo oh, with oh, um, Allison and Lauren. Oh, poor. I mean, he's a big dude. I've only seen his face um on on camera 
Um, but yeah, there's a lot of Craig, isn't there? He's thick. Listen, he's a thick boy. There's nothing wrong with that. He's sexy. He's he is T H I C C thick Craig. But he did it right. He was just hands off. You know, you know, in the middle, posted mm. up. Yeah, like like uh, Jerry said, he probably goes very quickly down the hills, which is fine. That's totally fine. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong with a thick boy. I'm with him. Yeah, I'm he is him. a big boy. He is a big yep. boy. Um, all right, let's get into uh, show stuff. So that was taking care of business. Um, well, we're sort of covering two weeks here, so it's going to be a long one. I have six pages of notes. Holy six shit. pages. <laughs> Could be a record uh, in a fandom. All right, first thing. Um, I don't know if you heard, but in uh, last week's show, Kirk called Tom Shattuck the, the R word, which I won't say. And, Alleged. and then, Alleged. well, and, and then um, Kirk asked for Dave to take the word out. And yep. Dave, being a moron, instead of taking, like, I, I actually listened back, there was a clear edit. You could have just taken that whole, you know, minute out and no one would have ever known. But uh, because Carl's an idiot, he left in Kirk saying, Oh, can you take that word out? So we all know Kirk called Tom the R word. What? allegedly we don't know for sure what the word was but there was a word that was said i just want a little clarification there um i don't think idiot is the right word i think he wants to be um respectful to the art and not take out too much of what kirk's show is you know steve robinson did that in the past and that was uh you know no fly zone for the show so i think he was doing the right thing he was just taking a word out we don't know what the word is we could speculate all we want we don't know for sure but either way tom shattuck deserved it he deserved all of that why? Because, well, because Kirk made the great point, which I remember thinking of and we didn't get to, which is Tom Shattuck wanted direction on how to do a live stream. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of direction did he need to talk into a microphone? You're there. Any? You're for the election. You're sitting there in a, in a room full of pundits. Mm-hmm. You just talk. That's all you do. You just have a conversation. It's conversation. Producer's job is to get the best out of his talent. Listen, uh, you know, squeezing water from a rock or blood from a whatever blood from a stone blood from thank you thank you very much so what is is he supposed to do there he's setting up the microphone the sound it sounds great it looks great you're the hey guys this is the vibe we're going for hey i'm dave cullinane i'm your dumb producer this is the vibe we're going for i want hot takes i want you to argue with each other and then and then and then i'll you know say what he's going to do so um i'm on tom's side and what's clear to me though is red not only did Kirk listen to the Tom Shattuck interview, he listened to every second of it. He probably listened to it twice. Well, I mean, Kirk's a fan. He's a big fan of of my podcast that you joined with me on this uh, this this venture. Um, he's he called me a key New Zealander last week. I think is that offensive? Do you call you a New Zealander? Is that I mean? That hurt let's 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 be honest, Red. On the Kirk Minahan scale, that's not offensive because he's okay. said a lot more things about me that are way more offensive. Okay. But Australians tend not to enjoy being called New Zealanders. Okay, well that's they're, good to know. They're like, they're like our little brothers. They're like our little brothers. Maybe the way you view Canada, or maybe the way Boston or Massachusetts views Maine. I don't know. Okay. And do you need to get permission to live in New Zealand? Is there like a a process for you to get like, isn't there like a special process to be able to live there compared to other countries? Like, aren't they trying to keep the population down there for that reason? I'd heard that somewhere. I have no idea if that's true. 
No, I have no idea either. But for Australians no, and Kiwis, it's easy to interchange between the two countries. So what normally happens is if, if you're a successful New Zealander, you leave there as soon as possible and you come to Australia first because there's way more opportunities here, more industry. Um, you know, Russell Crowe, Crowded House, one of Kirk's um, old favourite bands, Split Ends. Anyway, that that's the um, the link there. Yeah, we could go down that road. We um, it used to be, though, you could come over here from New Zealand and get welfare. So all these dull bludgers had come across from New Zealand just to sponge off our government. So the, the Republicans listening to this podcast can be furious at that thought. There you go. All right, next thing Kirk said, and I'm just going to make this really clear, Short King Spring is a thing, Kirk Minahan. He said, oh, it's not a thing. No one likes short guys. I'm sorry. But Tom Holland is my new fucking hero because he has turned my life around. All of a sudden, dating a woman taller than you is fashionable. Uh, so I win again. Uh, well, listen, I, as somebody who, um, you know, is, I'm tall. So, mm. um, and as a man, I feel bad for any man who's under the height of 5'10". I think there's an unfair fuck you fuck you what i'm i feel bad i'm why I'm, why i don't need your fucking pity i'm, I'm not it's i'm not happy pity. with i'm happy it's empathy. with being it's empathy. five foot one i'm happy with being a fucking very short person there's nothing wrong with that i'm not when i fly economy thing. it's like first class i can like sleep i can sleep that's what i'm I saying Listen, yes. I'm, uh, let me get, I'm getting to the positives. I have empathy Sorry. for you. The, the, the ladies are unfair. Like, I don't need your, yeah, that's true. Okay, go on. That's, that's all I'm saying is they say, you know, 5'10", or, or you're not getting it, or whatever they're saying. Anybody that's under 5'10", it's very hard for the, the gentleman. That's all that I'm saying. I feel bad. Am I Steve Robinson? I remember famously Steve Robinson said that if you're under six foot, you shouldn't even have the right to vote. I would never say that. He said that. I'm just saying. I feel bad, Manners. I'm glad that you're having this moment. You don't Enjoy need to feel moment. bad for me or, or short people in general. Like, for example, okay, fuck those women that only want to sleep with tall guys. Good on them. You know, um, I, I like to conquer tall women. So there you go. It's a, it's a fun thing. It's like a, you know, conquering Everest or something. Yeah, you're just scaling that mountain. Mm. You know, you conquering that. Yeah, I can see you doing that for sure. And and Kirk said if Dale Arnold was 6'3", he would be a different guy. I mean, that's the sure. dumbest take. I mean, if I was 6'3", I'd be a different guy for sure. Absolutely. Um, you've got to be able to reach, you know, things on the top shelf, uh, be able to play basketball with you. Sure. Uh, would have been a better cricketer probably. Right. But you, you also, I mean, you have a tendency to, like, I'm, I'm a calm, soothing voice on this show. Right. And personality, I'm just, you know, smooth as silk, as somebody would say. You tend to run very hot. I would say probably if you were a little bit taller, if things hadn't, you know, hadn't been, you know, this not short, but you know, five one. If you had been five one your entire life, you tend to be a little more ornery, right? Like what they call the Napoleon no. complex. Uh, okay. Maybe th maybe there's a little bit of the Napoleon complex. I don't I, I just think it's bullshit. Bullshit. Short King Spring is a real thing. Tom Holland oh has saved short people. Yep. Um, you know, I've, my DMs are flooded now with tall, long-legged girls just wanting me to smash them. So, um, <laughs> yeah, what? so fuck you, Kirk. Um, wow. And, and just question, then a question for you. Would Please. you be seven foot or five foot? Would I would rather be seven foot. 
Much You'd rather be seven foot. Have you seen that basketballer from China that was seven foot? His life is fucking miserable. Right. But all you need, you make generational wealth for your family, right? You take care of everybody that you know, and you live a shorter life. Who wants to live a long life? I, what I've learned in a short amount of time is, you know, time is short. Life is okay, precious. How about, Just live your best how, life. Well, you learned that. You didn't cry about your dad again. Um, yeah, I might. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> you get me crying about my dad, too. Um, <laughs> So, okay, so, okay. Let me ask this: Would you rather be seven foot or five foot? Either one of them, you have no hand-eye coordination, so you can't play basketball. It's it's purely a height thing. I'd rather be five foot in that situation. If I can't, right. if I can't do that, because you, you you fit better in spots. Whenever you want to travel someplace, uh, mm. you'd be a better hiker. Um, you know, better better time in motel hotel. You'd have a better back. You'd never get a bad back at five. That's foot. true. That's true. Um, yeah, there's I a lot problem, of benefits uh, to it. Mm, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Well, I can't ask myself that question because I am five feet, so I would probably like to be seven feet for a while just to see what it's like. Yeah, well, but uh, not, if I... not forever, not forever. Like a week being really tall would be funny. Like a week knowing what it's like to be a tall person would be interesting. I just don't know how I would date as a five footer. I just don't know. Like life would be so much harder, you know, to date. To get out there in the social scene and do that, manners, I couldn't imagine doing that. I couldn't do it. Do you couldn't think do I had a problem dating? I mean, women are attracted to many things. One of those might be height and, and looks, but charm, wit. Sure. Um, yeah, there's lots of other things that come into it. I think you're selling uh, yourself short and short people generally. That's true. That's my. But when I li- when I'm listening to a podcast and one of the female hosts goes, "Oh, I need to date people taller than five ten, I'm just like, "Fuck you." Fuck yeah, they you. want you should be fucking killed for that. They segment. want six figures, they want six feet, they want six inches, manners. You gotta give it to them at least. So right. well, what are you gonna do? But hey, right, listen, Nick. listen, if you can't, if you can't, you know, dick, you know, you can bang the hell out of the walls, as they say. You know what I mean? Just if you can't go deep, you're just banging the hell out of the walls. There you go. Atta boy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> There you go. I'd gladly do that as well. All right. Um, All righty. So um, Billboard chart, guys, has fallen a long, long way. I don't know if you heard some of um, the comments on the show in the last week. It's not getting any better for Billboard chart, guy. In fact, it's getting worse for him. And I just want to save him. I want to save a Billboard chart guy because I feel like he's a super nice guy. He's down to earth. I'm not going to say simple in terms of like he's not stupid, but I think he's just getting into the content game, doing his show, and Kirk's just shredding him. Kirk, I think they hung up on him one time. I mean, come on. Save a Billboard chart guy. Uh, But here's the thing. If he didn't call in on the Kevin from Bristol day, I think he would have gotten on. I think it would have been okay. And Kirk's been in the last couple of shows. He's been in a very good mood. So I think the time is right to call in and give it another shot. That's all that I'm saying. I just think he can do this. It was just bad luck with the Kevin from Bristol thing. I think he's going to be okay. Kirk seems like he's, if Kirk can do a show with Jerry, he can take a phone call from billboard chart guy. Come on. He can do Mm. it. He doesn't, he yeah, doesn't need so, to be safe. He's fine. So, so Mena fans out there, Mena fandom listeners, let's start a Twitter campaign to save Billboard Chart Guy because that will definitely do well. If we start hassling Kirk to support Billboard Chart Guy, then Kirk would definitely do it. 
if for nothing else, I need him to be able to call in and go for about 15 minutes just so I can see Mayo complain about it later on on Twitter. That's all that I want. Like, I love I love his phone call, but I love even more the people who are angry about it. That's what I want. Yeah, I mean, it used to be a real sort of black hole for a lot of listeners when you go from Chris Clemmer's shitty game into a, a Billboard chart guy call. I mean, that was, for many listeners, a, a really tough listen. Not That's for me. Not, not for me. Sleep. No. Nope, no, yeah, uh, absolutely. For you, uh, for me, it was great. It was, it's 30 minutes. I got my 30 minutes planned. I know I'm getting music and movies. Mm. Can't get any better for that for me. So I love that. Yeah. All right. Now, um, I just need you to do something for me first before I ask you this, right? I need you I don't to like where just this is going. remove Dave Cullinane's penis from your anal passage Listen. And, and, and just take it out for a second and just That's be a homophobic. little bit objective. Okay. I, no, there's nothing wrong with nothing wrong no. with Cullinane putting it there. I'm, I'm all supportive of your relationship, okay. but um, okay. now let's talk about Dave's vehemently homophobic take, where he said gymnastics was a little bit too gay for his son Chase. As someone he didn't that, say that. I, he didn't say. Well, he, he insinuated didn't. that. Go on. What oh, did he say then? Oh, I, I was just saying he did not say that. I I saw that you had tweeted about that. Um, might have been in your notes too. I just wanted to say it's not homophobic to not want your child to participate in the sport. That's all that I'm saying. That's my main takeaway. I know people are going to be shocked by this. Oh, I'm, here we go. I am only here, here. Listen, I will. And I have criticism later in the show. Later he said on it's a, not for boys, but no, no, hold on. It's a sport that is rampant and full of predators, people, children oh, being abused. It, they're it's all like Larry Natzer and stuff. To, yeah, taking advantage of who would ever want their child to get involved with that? It's terrible for children. It's terrible for the kids. And that's all like Dave Conan is doing is looking out for the kids. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. He what? the way he said it, it was he was saying he wasn't comfortable because it was you know boys don't do gymnastics and it was a a shit take, a dumb take. I mean he's he's got more to come in this episode and his abortion stuff was. Um, a joke, but I, I just really annoyed because like my kids gymnastics, my son does dance classes. Like that's really good. Yeah. yeah. And I, I feel sorry for his Cullinane's kids. A they've got him as their father and he's fucking bigoted and prejudiced. Like Listen, what is you... wrong with doing gymnastics at a young age? In fact, they, as someone, I know, you know, this as someone that um, may have some knowledge of this, it's great for young kids to actually do gymnastics because it teaches you the way you use your body, flexibility, all tons of stuff. And then as you get older, sure, you're not going to, you know, I'm sure Chase isn't going to be the Olympics fucking doing handstands. And if he is fantastic, but it just really angered me for his kids that they have to grow up in this very prejudiced environment. Listen, they're talking through issues on the show. It's, it's the first initial thought um, that's coming up. His first initial issue? thought is homophobic. It's not homophobic. You're that's what you're pulling. You're you're putting your issues onto this topic. That's that's all no, that you're I'm doing. not. No, that's I'm not, not what he's saying. All he was saying is that he didn't want to have gender it's gender participate in gymnastics. That's all that he was saying. There's plenty of sports that I wouldn't want my kids to participate in. Would you want your children to participate in football? Okay, but that's not because you think football is for a particular gender. You're worried about the health of your child's brain in that case, whereas his concern was, oh, gymnastics is for boys, uh, for girls, and it's not a boys' sport. That's what annoyed me. 
Well, he's he's learning. He's a new father. He's figuring these things all out, right, and right. so he's pain, terrified. The he's terrified. The asshole. Okay, he's terrified of what the sport does to kids and how they get abused and how adults abuse these children and ruin them for their life. That's all he's worried about. The kids. He's worried about the kids. What's wrong with that, Menners? Just you, you, should, you should you spin city. That is he's spin a protective city, father. You know that is not true. That, You're defending his true. archaic take. I think Jack and Kathy, his parents, are very conservative, very old-fashioned, and that has rubbed off on Dave. And actually, when you scratch below the surface, Dave is way more conservative and way dumber than Big Steve was. I I disagree to both points, but I will say. Um, wrong again, Menners, but you heard in this last show how then Dave Colony was talking through it and he decided, you know what, there's nothing else for my child to do, so I might as well have them participate in gymnastics. So there you go, it came full circle. You just got to give them time. There's it's all about growth, okay, and That's achieving true. that higher level. That's all. So okay. Dave Colony achieved the higher level. I hope level. he grows and realizes that putting um stereotypes on genders is is not a great thing. That's all well, he saying. didn't. He didn't do that, but yes, that, he that's did. A good but point. anyway, all right. Okay, but he didn't. But okay, penis Go is ahead. still in the ass, obviously. Okay, yeah. right. Next, okay. next point. So, um, I listened to the Dave Portnoy show on the weekend. There's a bit of a hole in my podcast listening. I think it was because they released some shows early. The the Kirk shows weren't there. Anyway, for some reason, so I was listening to the Dave Portnoy show and. And they got to this interview with Lauren online about the article in the Toronto mag- blog about uh, Dave visiting pizza places. And, and this was well after Kirk had talked about it on the show. So some people have picked up on the fact that I tweeted about this but they'd already spoken about it on the show. But I didn't have the context because I listened to the whole interview on Portnoy's podcast. Anyway, so I listened to the Dave Portnoy show Lauren online was on and I was really impressed with her. She is a smart cookie. She did really well talking with Dave and then she just floored him by being completely honest and just saying that we were going for clicks. So if we, if we tweet out that you're a nice guy, then no one's going to click on it. The hate clicks. I mean, that's exactly what Shirley has been doing. I'm sure um, that's where Boston Globe and others, that's where they get all their clicks. I was amazed that Portnoy just kind of settled and was he rolled okay over he rolled over like a fucking dog like on his yeah. back and was just yeah. like done yeah, i wouldn't be surprised if he's here to drop in the dms and tries to fuck her there was something going on there and and kirk was absolutely right if or i think maybe my, no mike made this point where if it was a male i don't think i don't think portnoy has that reaction but female says that and he just says no i love that answer and that's it he hasn't pushed back on it at all i, I disagree no. with that take that's that's so that's what when i listen to the whole interview i think the way the interview plays out you just realize that you know this lauren's a really smart cookie she knew exactly what she was doing she's smart enough to go toe-to-toe with dave and she completely disarmed him. She was really lovely and uh, it's a great answer. And I, I just enjoyed that refreshing approach to talking to Dave. You know, most people are scared. They wouldn't have been gone on, but she goes on and she doesn't even lie. She just says, you know, I, 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 did, I was doing for clicks and I never thought you'd see it. Yeah. Do you find, I, I think Portnoy, like a year ago, I thought Portnoy was box office like, um, he was always entertaining, no matter what. He was the most entertaining guy in media. Um, now I feel like he has more misses than he has hits. Like I feel like Portnoy is not in touch with the real world. 
his his latest show he all of a sudden just starts talking about abortion like out of nowhere forces it in there and it feels like he's not really educated on the topic at all it felt like it was like he needed to get that out there so he could get a clip out there to make himself you know to kind of like bring those haters in i don't i just don't know like portnoy his show has been subpar recently and i don't know why that is he just feels like he's just off with his girlfriend at different spots. Like he's not, he's not a real guy anymore. You know? Yeah. I mean? I'm, I'm not a huge uh, Portnoy um, fan historically. So I don't know him intimately how he's changed, but I will say that obviously, you know, he's, you're, he's not a normal guy anymore because he's worth tens of millions of dollars now. So he lives a, a different life to the one he used to. And also I think, um, you know, I think he's been kind of neutered a bit. Like I, I think the fact that, there's, there's been these Business Insider articles. Uh, Barstool's now owned by a bigger company. So Portnoy can say he's still El Presidente, but he's actually not. Like there's people above him now that would might say to him behind closed doors that we just need you to tone it down a little, still be who you are, but, you know, just take a little bit off the top because, you know, it's going to affect our bottom line. So um, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I, it's, it's like been like all of a sudden like dropped off within this year. I don't, and I don't know what that is. And like you said, it's just probably just making more money, but also needing to represent that company. And there's a lot that's at stake for him and, and Penn National. I don't know. Mm, so yeah. it's too bad. And just last thing on Lauren online, I guess why I wanted to bring it up is because I don't think Kirk really was into that topic. I don't know. When I listened back to it, they kind of brushed over it pretty quickly. And um, so I don't think Kirk gave her enough credit, which is fine. Kirk, you know, it's just I, I listened to the whole interview and I was very impressed. Hmm. Um, all right. Next question. Do you believe Chris has never given or received anal? <laughs> I, I, uh, I love that. I love that, uh, segue. Um, I don't think that he has, no, I don't at listening to him today and listening to him this last week or so, um, he might be more conservative in the bedroom than I thought. I thought there was a lot of darkness there. But he, if if there is darkness there, he's covering it up well. I don't think he's, uh, I don't think he's gone down that tunnel, Manners. I don't think he's done it. What do you think? Well, I mean, you you're telling me that him and Carano finish up recording late one night, <laughs> Quantum Week, and they're alone. The studios, you know, dim lights, and you know, then put on some '60s music or something, and sure. um, all gets a bit hot. Um, so that could have happened, but also. Who like, among us? Who among sh- us? Shouldn't I'm um, surely he's banged a girl up the ass. I mean, it's almost a, a rite of passage, isn't it, for most guys? Uh, I don't I don't know. Some guys are pretty nervous about that, Menners. That's that is where the poop comes out, as they say. Uh I don't know. And maybe and that might be Americans too. Like I don't know, in different countries, you know, that European style, especially that is commonplace. We're more repressed here, especially in the Northeast, because of our Irish Catholic background. Like, typically, that does not happen here. Typically, that does not happen in America. I find that very difficult to believe. I'm just telling you what I know, talking to people. Listen, for me, it is what it is. I, whatever whatever the lady's into, I'm down with. I'm into it, right? Whatever, I mean, whatever gets done. <laughs> there, is, so. there is some women in Australia that... Um, think if a, a good way of con- having contraception is just having anal sex instead. Um, right. And that's a know, great or, way. Th- they say they hold on to their virginity that way too, right? Or if you got your period or whatever. Um, 
Sure. Yeah, I just would be. Yeah, I mean, uh, okay. Well, I, I was just a bit surprised because I would think, you know, most guys have, have fucked a girl there once. I mean, just <laughs> curiosity, at least once, like a bit of curiosity. Um, you know, you, you know, maybe not now, but you know, you're in your twenties sure. and you're having a wild night with someone, and I yeah, can I'm guarantee- just very surprised. I can guarantee you that bio dude has. That's for damn sure. Aggressively. I, I have no doubt. Oh, about absolutely. That. And the, the girl yeah. was vehemently not happy. <laughs> anyway, bio dude, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I'm uh, sure he's a great guy. Yeah. Just aggressive. In, in, yep. Looking yeah. forward to him getting raped in prison. Um, yeah, boy. There, there was something I've got here. A couple of things. So Chris, um, Chris, what he said, that he forgot that he started a blog for me and the nominees and then and then he sort of, I don't know, he seemed to say that he'd forgotten and everyone's saying, how can you forget? And then I was thinking, you know, he's probably like fucking blasted on 15 ciders. Of course. And, you know, starts a blog at one in the morning, passes out and never went back to it. And then the next show that he comes on, he just fully admits, yeah, I, I totally lied about that. That was just That was just a flat-out lie. And then they just move <laughs> beyond it just like that. I was like... God, man, nothing sticks to Clummer. He just keeps it moving. I love his attitude. Um, I love. But why it did he lie country. about that? Why did he lie about that? I, uh, maybe he was embarrassed. I don't know if he thought he thought it, nobody would find out about that. It's weird. It is random how Justin found that. Um, I don't know, but you can't doubt the Minifans and what they're able to do with their Google searches and and how they're able to get it. Uh, it's it's impressive. If, I don't know if you've seen that documentary um don't fuck with cats i think is the name of it i haven't right? seen it um so it's just it's just a, a bunch of people who have, were able to solve a crime or a series of crimes simply because somebody was posting videos of killing cats and it was like they went down this rabbit hole of finding somebody it was basically it was like if you watch that it's it's like watching minifans hanging out on twitter and, and using google all day to, to figure out people and find their their backgrounds and find out who they are like i would t- i totally do that with bio dude right now like mm. I'm, I'm into all the things that he's like all of his secrets i'm searching it right now just for you because i know you want revenge he must he must have a long record of this right type of thing so like this this is like lauren's not the first victim no no clearly not that was a pro grip right there he's been doing mm. that for a while that's yeah. not his first assault for sure so i think i clemmer underestimates the minifans in that it was just wild that to me that he was able to do that and then kirk calls him out on it he's like yeah i, I totally lied about that and that was it they just kept it moving yeah um uh, weird one anyway um what should they rehire justin 100 percent. okay 100 as soon as harrison is done shift that that money over to justin don't put him in charge of any live show anything else just make him content and then also he's helping on social media have him in the studio you know you can have him as a punching bag if you need to he's always interesting i hope that well, he brings not the show always back. but oh he's always interesting whether he's doing it on purpose or not he is content so justin needs to come back i love harrison whenever harrison is done slide that money over easy peasy is the justin show still going um it's a bit of a hiatus it's been a while since he's put it out there it's at the bottom of a podcast feed um i hope it's come back soon especially i mean may the 4th be with you it, this would have been a great day for it so oh yeah happy may the 4th where you are it's may the 5th here but yeah, oh yeah he would have had a how many times do you think he watched revenge of the sith on may the 4th oh my god and three did you times see, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Did you see Jeff Lowe's, Jeff D. Lowe's tweet about Star Wars too? Anytime I see a Star Wars tweet, he's the first guy I tag in there because he is the Star Wars guy for me. I love Star Wars. I want his his content. I want his feedback right away. I want his opinion. What was so, Jeff D. Lowe's Star Wars tweet? He was he was talking about the top ten Star Wars moments, and then also he was he ranked the movies as well, which Justin had issues with both. So um, I think Justin doing a show about Star Wars would have been perfect today. I'm disappointed that he didn't do that. So hopefully he gets back into it because he needs to. It's always interesting. Yeah, I am obsessed with Star Wars, completely obsessed with it. I listen to Star Wars fan podcasts. I I, I mean, I've, I've seen A New Hope a thousand times, um, seen all of them. But, yeah, I'm obsessed with Star Wars. I saw the Kenobi trailer, the latest trailer mm. that came out. It's like a six-part series, this um, Kenobi show. Good. I am fucking pumped i am yeah. so pumped for that when they made the original star wars with you and mcgregor they were made in sydney so we actually used to see them around a bit um oh, no shit. that's awesome natalie portman you and mcgregor whatever um but yeah i can't wait anyway all right so uh, moving but, but imagine imagine justin doing a justin show and he was wrapping up those episodes like that would be very good if he did that on the Justin mm, show. So every absolutely. time that premiered, he would do another. Like he needs. Did to he do? do a, did he do a Boba Fett rap every time? No, and he should have. And I, mm. I, I DM'd him about that. He really should have because he would be very good at that. You know, it, it does. It could be a part of the Justin show. That's fine. But he would be very good at that. Did you watch Book of Boba Fett? Um, I haven't finished it yet. I'm only a few episodes in. Okay. I got well, sidetracked because let's know, let's talk died. about it. One, oh, here we go. Yeah, I'm just yeah, yeah, I just, I just want to put that. Be, I don't know if I mentioned uh, that. Yeah. I better look ahead and make sure there's no fathers to come, so you don't <laughs> fucking start crying. Um, Thank you. Right now, they, there was a lot of time spent on the story about this family that live next to a golf course or on a golf course and have received a payment of five million dollars. And a lot of um, people weren't sympathetic at all, thought this family was um, idiots because they should have known what was going to happen. And let me just say, the interview with the lawyer was excellent. They got the lawyer on at the end of one show, and he was excellent. And That was a great great get by Dave Colonnade, but please continue. Yes. Yeah, great get, great great get. Um, He's not Freddie Couples, but great get. Um, That... You know, this house is basically on a dog leg and a lot of golfers will hit over the house, which when you know that, I think it changes the story completely because, you know, a lot of people imagine like a fairway and their house is off to the side and you might get the odd ball in there, you know, occasionally when, you know, maybe someone hooks or slices one, you end up um, copping a ball. But if you're on the dog leg, you literally might be getting balls into your house, over your house all day. That's true. And it is weird that they didn't put the netting in there. It seemed like that would have been a much more cost-effective way to do things. I've seen that at many houses on the golf courses. Um, but I think I think it's more the way that they played it up in the media and used it in the story. They made it sound like bombs were dropping and it was a horror scene there. I just don't know. Well, have you ever been hit by a golf ball? See, I'm going to start crying now because this is really oh. triggering for oh, me. Oh, no. Because... This is triggering you. Oh, no. So I actually lived on a behind a golf course when I grew up. So my house, oh, no. there was there was a, a green behind us for a, a public golf course. And this is bringing back a lot of bad memories. Um, <laughs> so I guess the difference is, the difference is we're not on a dog leg. So 
Okay. Uh, so people are approaching a green. So, you know, people are using iron. So, but we used to get balls into a house all the time. I wish I, and, I would and, really. I'm going to tell you two stories. Oh, please. No, go ahead. I, I was once on a swing in the backyard by myself and <laughs> just wake up on the ground a few minutes later. And a ball had hit me on the back of the head and knocked me out completely. I was by myself. My mom was probably inside drinking whiskey and ignoring me again. And I wake up on the ground, golf ball, you know, in the garden, in the pool, completely out. And I go in, concussed, no idea what happened. Right? So that that nightmare. Like I'm I'm still talking about 30 plus years later. And and then once, when I was in my 20s, I was asleep. And a, go- a ball came through the upstairs window and broke the glass, woke me up. Oh, wow. Woke, woke, woke oh, no. Up. The ball was in my parents' bedroom. Glass was everywhere. Uh, so I have a lot of sympathy for this family because that only happened to me a couple of times. It sounds like it was happening to them every day. Oh, no. Oh, no. Balls to the face and head. Oh, no. Menace. So my first, first concussion. Um, you know, yeah, you know what's even worse? Like explains we had a lot. A, we had a swimming pool. Like sometimes balls would get in the pool, and you know, the, like the creepy crawly thing that goes around the pool, automatically cleaning it. It would like mm-hmm. suck up the ball and not work, so how, the pool wouldn't pool wouldn't be clean. How deep was the deep end? Was it was it pretty deep? <sighs> would you be deep. able to go there? Did you have floaties? What would happen? <laughs> this sounds terrible. I would go I in and so get the bad. I would go in and get the balls and take put my life on the line, swim sometimes. And then and then what got even worse, Red, as you get older and you start, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you've got friends who are playing golf and they're like, Oh, isn't that Mena's house there? Oh, let's just load up with a three iron and try and hit his house from oh, no. um the fairway. So oh, no. Yeah, uh, so I'm I'm with this story. I am putting together a case as we speak, and I'm hoping to get compensation. Oh, this will be a this will be a big money opportunity for you, Manners. I hope it works out for you. I I would hate it if somebody sent a GIF or a GIF, so many, however you want to pronounce it. So many with, people treat this as a joke. Yeah, like Matt Damon in, in Saving Private Ryan when the bombs are going off and he's just sitting there crying and yelling. I would be a real shame if your face was on Matt Damon when that happened. That would, I would feel bad about that. I get no enjoyment out of this at all. No, but it's nice so, that you had a mom. That's nice that you have. A, is your mom still alive? She's still alive. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. That, yep. That's nice. She's oh. doing well. She's she got early dementia, so she won't remember me oh. pretty soon. So, oh. um, I I'll be asking you for advice then. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> um. So yeah, I just have a lot of sympathy for this family and. Brought back a lot of bad memories. Oh man! All right, All right let's move on from that because it's tough. That's a tough. Please um, carry on. All right. So, um, I know Daniel Craig is retired um, as the James Bond character actor, and I'm just thinking like we have a real super spy at the Kirk Minahan show, Dave Cullinane, because did you hear him busted trying to record the church next door a complete fucking dummy apparently they're singing in the church they're recording it so he takes the microphone into and puts it next to the 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 church and the church mm-hmm. goes well what's this fucking microphone doing here and the guy walks in mid-show and he's like hey there's a microphone you obviously they weren't dumb enough to to be uh, fooled by Cullinane. 
Well, I mean, the man is always searching for content. It's all that he's trying to do. He's always trying to add to the show in different ways. And that's what I love about Dave. He's thinking outside the box. So he's he's hooking up a camera. Maybe they can get some sounds of the songs. You know, maybe there's some good, you know, hymns or whatever they call it. I don't know. I'm not a Jesus freak. You know, there, there might be something nice that you can add to the show. So good for him to try to get that recording. He's He's trying to do extra. He's trying to do more. And the guy catches him doing it. It's a great, it's a great call to say, you know, I must have kicked it down the hallway. That happens all the time with me. I know when I just like kick a microphone down the hallway. That's a great excuse. Kick, save, and a butte, as they say. <laughs> well done, Dave Colony. Congratulations. I mean, uh, everyone listening now is so angry at you because that is just <laughs> peak fucking red talking complete horseshit. <laughs> just, just, just be a little bit objective. I mean, Kirk couldn't even pull a Swifty on these idiots next door. He just leaves the microphone like just sitting there so they can see it. I thought that was hilarious. And he's like, I oh, I kicked know. it there. Like, I don't, I don't know what he thought he would get for content. I don't know what. It must have been great, whatever he thought he was going to get. But oh, I, uh, but I get that because, you know, they often talk about, oh, we can hear the singing next door. We can hear the singing and it doesn't come through the mic. So I wouldn't have minded just, okay, this is what it sounds like for right. 15 seconds. But it certainly wasn't earth shattering. And the fact that he couldn't even pull a Swifty over these morons that go to that church because they have to be. Um, I have so to anyway. be a moron. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I'm with you on that. All right. Um, I probably should have asked you um, this question previously, but uh, Kirk put this out there. Is giving a blowjob to a man gayer than taking it up the ass? This is this is a great question. I'm glad that we're talking about this because because I have I a theory on this. Uh, please, uh, the floor my, is my yours. The, my theory is Kirk's taking it up the ass, and this is his way of just sort of justifying that he's not a homosexual. That's why he says. Whoa. Okay, so I've never, Kirk goes, I've never sucked anybody off, so I'm not that gay, but I have taken it up the ass at prep school. <laughs> wow. Okay. I did not, I did not anticipate that theory. I love reckless speculation on this show. Um, that's an interesting one. We'll see how that one plays out. I don't know, personally for me, I don't know what would be gayer or not gayer in this instance. I just know that I would think if you're taking it, in the ass it's probably some enjoyment for you right men so let's say you're you're getting it right mm -hmm. you're taking it yep, yep. yeah consensually of course yep not anything bio dude would do right um mm. i think you probably enjoy that in that area right it'd probably feel good I'm, I'm assuming um but taking a shot in the mouth there's no enjoyment there there's no pleasure area in the mouth so at least you're getting pleasure in the booty hole so there's that Right? Interesting take. I, I got right? quite it, that. it feels good, right? I would assume, nah. right? Otherwise, why would they do it? Right? Yeah, but uh, yeah, so but I just don't get. But yes, I don't get how one is gayer than the other. Like, I don't know how if you let another man stick his penis up your asshole, that seems pretty gay to me. That's and it doesn't commitment. seem it doesn't seem any less gayer than that same penis going in your mouth. Sure, you're right. Maybe it's uh, less enjoyable. You know, could be less or more enjoyable. Either one, but I, I don't see the correlation. It's probably a little cleaner. There's, you know, there's less, you know, cleanup that goes into that. I just think it's a well, it's in a your ass or your mouth. Your mouth. I'm saying that's probably an easier yeah. cleanup. You know, when you're because you're back there. I don't know if people know this, but if you're watching porn and they're getting it there, I mean, there's been a a long process for them to 
take it. You know, like there's a cleaning process. There's a, a whole thing, a whole to do mm. in the real world. We don't do those things. So the, the things that are going to be coming out and happening, we don't need to get into details. There's a lot that goes into that. <laughs> That's a large commitment. That's all that I'm saying. Now, is that gay or not gay? I don't know. It's just, it's okay. a large, it's a whole thing. I just thought it was a very strange take from Kirk. And as I said, it's I think he's one. using it to justify his um, foray into anal sex. And th there's nothing wow. wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with not. a young man in Boston or the Northeast who's been brought up in a conservative household and is at an all-boys school experimenting. I just don't think there is. I actually did Kirk go to an all boys school. Must it was it wasn't an he all boys have. school. No, no, okay. it was it, it was it was just a boarding school. But it is what it is. Okay, so people you know what's uh, absolutely and good on him. I mean, I'm not one to shame people, unlike not David Cullinane. Speaking of Dave, speaking of Dave Cullinane, did you like the fact that Steve liked the the, the tweet that? pointed out a dave cullinane spelling mistake oh did i love that i love that um that's when you know that dave cullinane is firmly planted in steve robinson's head that's when you know that he is rattled cullinane owns him with just a tweet that he's not even tagged in that can send him over the edge that's beautiful and dave cullinane this is the other thing that i love about dave nothing bothers him he's smoke on top of water you can't grab him you can't touch him he just he just rolls with it. It's great, and you know Steve is upset about a stupid podcast intro where he's spelling a name wrong. <laughs> Who gives a shit, right? Who gives Ooh. a shit? And we have some great Steve Robinson news to come later in this show. Oh, some great God. news, and Steve Robinson stuff up for the ages. Now, um, this this must have bothered you though, because I know you're a big Steve Robinson guy. So this this um, did this bother you at all? I know you're you're a Robba fan. Well, we'll get there. Let, let's okay. get there because I, I want to finish this. Um, Carl, Carl clearly looks up to Steve, though. There is some admiration there. He's very respectful. I think the fact that Steve was actually a successful radio producer, unlike Dave, there is that respect from Dave. So Dave tends to laugh everything off. But Dave does that with everybody. I don't think there's respect there. I think, I think, um, Dave, I think Dave looks at him like Carano where it's like, I'm not that person. He's not that guy. I wouldn't hang out with that guy and have a beer with him. Um, I, I, I guess I can respect who you are as a person, but you know, Dave doesn't swing at those pitches. He, he very rarely, you heard it today in today's show when Cunty Chris came at him. Very rarely do you get Dave calling to react like that. So, I mean, it's Steve's not that guy to get him to react. That's just, that's just plain and simple. And that's, that's mm. Steve inadequacy as a human being and you know his lack of intelligence that's i hate true. to see it um but yeah oh. carl was very cunty towards chris today did not uh mm. not take his insults very well so makes me think that that's why carl can take it because there is that respect for steve um mm. do you have any topics you want to bring up oh do i there's a few. i mean i've got like five more pages of notes i've got uh, i've got a page here i know we're going to get to montante later we can talk about that more on later on uh talking about clemmer um very strange attitude and atmosphere in the studio he seemed very out of place which when he's on with mike he does have a hard time he has in the past have a hard time merging traffic right that's that's a difficult part for him but he got better as the, the show went on today I mean, My that's true. can I just say that's like so easy why Chris was not himself because by 8.45 p.m. he's at least had two ciders by then. So he was jonesing for a, a drink 
by he 845. This is true. This is true. But he, like came he couldn't my, focus. He came at my guy in Cullinane, okay, and talked about the drops, and he hasn't had Oh, yes, love that. Love that. Okay, first off, I love Cunty Chris, but that is was factually incorrect in the episode. There were three drops that had played previously in that episode. Within the first five minutes, there was a drop. Within the first 30 seconds, there was a drop. So I don't know what Clemmer was talking about, but Clemmer had, had not spoken a word up until that point for a long time. And then he just lashes out at Dave Cullinane, my guy. And then, you know, that's Cunty Chris, who I love. I, I'm very torn in this war right here, Menners. I don't know where that came from. W- what's Clemmer's problem in this? Well, clearly Clemmer had taken a note in his brain that in the last couple of weeks, the drops had dropped off. And uh, I, I haven't gone back and audited the shows. Um, but can I, it, can it, I give you? It, but it did seem like, but it did seem like the drops kind of eased off, which is fine. Like I think every, the drops have a place and not every he was show. Out of the studio. He, he yes. wasn't in there. He had COVID. He wasn't there. Then they did a live show. He can't do, he can't do drops at the live show. So what the fuck is Clemmer talking about? I, 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 I'm with you on this. And, and I'm, you know me, I'm, 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 I just call it, like I said, I'm completely objective. I, I thought Chris missed his spot there. Like it was a bad spot to do it. Um, clearly the fact that Carl always shits on Chris, like every chance Carl gets, he drops in the joke about how bad the Thursday shows are. So there's no doubt Chris is noting all this and going, I need to fire back. And he just missed his spot. But I, I love the real edge to that argument. Like, I think Carl was genuinely fucking pissed there. Like it just triggered mm-hmm. something. He was tired. He'd been with his kids all day. They've, you know, got close contacts. So he was in a bad mood anyway. And then that, and like, he was pissed off. That was, that was real Dave Cullinane right in there. Like that was, that got him right down. It cut to the quick. So good on Clemmer for getting there. Um, I'll give him credit there. Um, and that's going to lead me to my next point, which is Dave Cullinane calling Clemmer a mooch is where I'm going to criticize Dave Cullinane. Ooh, so go. Dave Cullinane is totally wrong in calling a Clem calling Clemmer a mooch. And this is why there's no fucking difference. And this is, I'm, I'm cursing cause I'm upset and I'm upset at a few people. There's no fucking difference between Chris Clemmer having a Patreon and Mike Geary having a Patreon and Craig having a very good show. Patreon. There's no fucking difference. They're the same person. They're the same person. You can think that Mike's a better second chair or whatever. doesn't fucking matter. So calling Clemmer a mooch is a wrong move by Dave Colony. Dave Colony, this is the first time maybe ever, he's very loud wrong in that assessment because there's no fucking difference between what Clemmer's doing and what Mike Geary's doing. So there you go. That's my, that's my, very it's, loud curse. No, good. Get that out, Red. Get yeah, that out. Thank you. Thank you very his, much. Yeah. His penis wasn't in your ass then. Good. Uh, good okay. on you. Yeah. yeah there you and go. you know thank what? You. you know what? Uh, it, it just shows how dumb fucking Cullinane is. Because oh, come on. Did, no, no. Does he not realize Kirky's not? This. No, no, no. Kirk is not paying Chris or Mike to come in. So there has to be some exchange for that, which was originally out of theater near me. Okay. Come in once a week, Chris. Drive an hour each way. Tear yourself away from the 1962 Mets for a day, and in return, <laughs> I'll promote out of theater near me. So, and so Cullinane oh, has to understand yeah. if he doesn't want those mooches, 
then Kirk is going to take money from Dave Cullinane and start giving it to the second chair. Thank you. So now we're on this journey together. We're, we're simpatico. Always. Okay? We, we agree. Always. Okay. We agree on this. So now here's my criticism for Mike Geary. What the fuck is Mike Geary's problem and how he then totally stabs Craig in the back during this show doesn't want to promote Craig's Patreon and basically shits on the entire venture when Mike doesn't even pay Craig to do the show with him then shits on him in front of Kirk and has no loyalty in that situation. Who the fuck is Mike Geary to have a Patreon, right? And do his thing and then shit all over Craig for having his Patreon. Why is Mike better than Menners? Why? I'm not sure. I think Mike in that instance, he's not worried about them having a Patreon. He's just worried about how Kirk is going to react to them having a Patreon. And there's I mean, a few layers, pussy. but what there's a, a few layers. There's a few layers. This I want to get to. Okay. So the first thing is, I will say, I put up um, listener questions, and you know, Craig replied, uh, "Have have you know have have they subscribed to the v, the VGS Patreon yet?" So sure. I'm sick of all this fucking you know getting us all to subscribe to stupid Patreon. I don't even listen to that shit show, so they're not going to get a dollar from me. But first thing is, it's weird Kirk's reaction. So Kirk laid it out that he thinks that people subscribing to VGS have then less money to spend on the Kirk Minahan show. He said that. Yep. Yep. And to yep. me, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like so stupid. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what fucking got into Kirk's head there. Like, okay, people have an in, uh, uh, a particular amount of money and they decide to spend it in a certain way. Does he really think people would spend their money at VGS over anything Kirk related? And does he think it correlates that directly? That's actually, you know what, Manners, you're making a very good point. I, I tend to try to disagree with you when I can. You make a great point. Who would actually spend money on VGS and then not on KMS? Who would do that? Nobody would actually do that. I originally thought, well, this is pilfering here and there. But again, people have a certain amount of money that they're going to spend. They're going to spend that money with Kirk before they would ever spend that money with Mike or with Clemmer or with Craig. You're absolutely right. Thank you. That's a great point. And, and I just... So I thought that was a really weird take. And then, you know, I understand Mike just gets scared. Like I think this is fear from Mike because he – and I'm glad they actually didn't say what it was on the show and promote it. But, you know, I don't think Mike really cares that they're doing it because, uh, like, he just cares that Kirk's going to be upset. And, and look, I just thought the whole thing – I mean, this whole fucking leeching thing and whatever, um, I, I think it's a bit overblown. Like – if you're the KMS show, you can't create a world, which they do, and then get upset when things happen in the world that you can't control. And I don't even think VGS sprung out of the Kirk Minahan show. I think it was already going, wasn't it? Or it was just started at the same time. So, yeah, weird take from Kirk. Yeah, and Mike can't live in fear of what Kirk is going to say or not say. Like, stop being such a fucking pussy. And this brings me to another point. And we'll get to we'll get to it, I'm sure, with that abortion take by Dave Cullinane. But at least Dave Cullinane has the sack to sit in that room and disagree with Kirk Minahan. Oh, shut up. He, I mean, at least he not, does. No, no, but it, it, it's dumb. Well, we'll get to the Even if it's thing, wrong. That's, like, that's not disagreeing. That's like you fucking, you know, Chase Cullinane would have put up a better argument than Dave Cullinane. Well, um, I mean, at least at least I was able to criticize Cullinane and then bring it back. You did really well. Uh, yeah, I just want to stay on Kirk with Thank money. You. Stay on Kirk with money. A question. Um, a caller called in last week. He fell over at Dick Sports Goods. 
I'm going to ask you, should that wait, listener... Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just like, you call it Dick's Sports Goods? Is that what you call what it? is it called? It's called Dick's Sporting Goods. But I, I like the way you said it better. I like it. Dick's like Sporting it. Goods. Should that <laughs> listener sue Dick's Sports or should they just take the medical fees as offered? Question for you. Oh, you don't you don't sue. You can't sue. I Why mean, it's not? Such a, it's, such, it's such a trash over. move in that situation. Like you just can't do it when you're stepping in to that situation in a golf simulator. You're taking on that. Uh, like if I were to step into a bowling I mean, alley and something got hurt and I got hurt at the bowling alley, I know full damn well that I'm stepping in there and something yeah, might happen. When you get into a bowling alley and you bowl the ball, you don't expect the ball to bounce off the back wall and come back and hit you on the face, do you? And if it no, did, that's... you would be fucking pissed off. You'd be like, what well, the fuck's going on with this bowling alley? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, you might be right there, but I just I feel like you're just taking on that responsibility as yourself as the person. Like, you just know. Like, I'm stepping in here. I'm swinging the golf club. There's a ball right there. Who knows what can happen? Yeah, you've clearly never you been in a golf simulator, but you do. Not, I have many you times. Do not ex- when you go in a golf simulator, you don't expect a ball to bounce back at your head. Um, and look, this is obviously traumatic because I've been hit in the head with a golf yeah, ball, that's true, as yeah. I illustrated before. So this yeah. is fucking triggering, fucking yeah. triggering. Yeah. Right, and right. people like you need to be more understanding of people all with right. trauma. Childhood yeah. trauma is real. So I'm what sorry. I'm saying to you is Kirk said no, he shouldn't sue. And this, to me, goes back to Kirk. Kirk has this fucking, like, I don't know what Peter Minahan did to him, but Kirk not only understands the value of a dollar, um, but, like, Kirk Kirk would think that, okay, this money's not earned, so you, you shouldn't sue. He didn't earn the money. That's where I'm, why Kirk says no is because this guy didn't work for that money. Yeah, it's just it's to me, manners. I understand what you're saying. It's just kind of scummy. Like I feel like it's you're just looking for a way. You know, it's it's like it's a step away from a slip and fall. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's not, a step, not a step away at all. It's it's a step. He goes away. in there to, to try a new driver, and the ball fucking. Uh, it's a dodgy simulator. It's clearly not up to scratch. And I, I mean, have you ever too. made a mistake at your job? Have you ever made a mistake at your job? We all make mistakes at our job. These things happen. Plenty. I've never smacked someone in the head with a golf ball, though. Well, things can happen. Okay. What, what if? Okay, I'm, and I'm wait, a, then you have to respond. If if right. I give someone a bad meal at the cafe, you have to fix it. You give them a new one. You might give them to the for free. You might give them their drinks for free. This is the same thing. He could have mental but, scarring for the rest. But of they his life. did. But they did. They comped. They comped everything he needed for the medical. So this. And is then they said, "We'll think about yeah. compensation." So he should was, take it. Okay, so I was at the Cheesecake Factory one time, okay? A little story for you. Cheesecake I love the factory. Cheesecake Factory. Love Salted the cheesecake caramel factory. cheesecake. Or mm. well, the classic my only, with the strawberries. Yum. Yeah. My only my only complaint about the cheese fac- Cheesecake Factory, the menu is very busy. We need to cut this thing down. But that, that is what it is. Anyway. It's great for families because you go there, everyone's going to be here. Your, your mm-hmm. wife can have a salad. She's point. always on a diet. Your kids can have some boring food because they only eat three things. You anyway, continue. Point. I don't, I don't like and you know what I loved about the Cheesecake Factory in America? They, they, they're so keen to turn the tables over. You finish your dinner and they go, okay, you want some cheesecake takeaway? And then we'll get the table back and get more tips. Yeah, that's true. No, you make a good point there. I don't like how you generalize with the ladies, how they're getting, eating the salad and watching their weight. I don't like how you did that as a feminist that offended me, but we'll continue mm. on. I, uh, so in our meal, in our meal, there was a large party there. In in one of the meals, there was uh, a piece of broken glass. Something had happened with the dishwasher. It's happened yeah. to two good eggs. Uh, could have been very bad, but we found the piece of broken glass. A uh, waitress came over. We talked to the waitress about it and they comped the meal. 
We mm. didn't get upset. Um, you know, they, it could have been very bad. They comped the meal. We were good. I feel like in this in this dick sport, good. And when they did this, I think that they comped the medical. So we're good. You don't need to sue. Everything was fine. Everything was above board. They made a mistake. They honored it. We're good. That's all. All right. That's all. Uh, I'm not going to die on this hill, but I, I okay. just think it shows that Kirk really feels you have to earn your money. Going back to all these That's people true. mooching off him, and he's you know, blue he, collar, he like you read about. He's blue collar. Yeah, blue collar. Blue collar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I got. Uh, okay. Another thing. Kirk's going to be in New York soon. Question for you: Can yes. he mend fences with Erica Nardini? Absolutely. If there's anything I know, and and we listen to his show with Jerry Callahan, when when Kirk is on and he's he's laying on the charm a little bit and he's 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 laying on the jokes, um, there's nobody better in those situations. I think he can easily, easily, and that's also the biggest factor is I think Erica's a big pushover, so I think he can easily mend this fence if she's got any issues at all, which I'm sure that she might, given that I don't think she's very comfortable being content. I think she Kirk has her own podcast. I know, but she's, I, you're not wrong, but I think she's uncomfortable being content, like inserted. She feels like she's being inserted, which again, that's totally wrong. I understand what you're saying. I'm not defending her in any way. I'm just saying, I'm trying to give you the perspective mm. on her. Yeah. I think he can totally mend this fence. Not an issue at all. Not an well, issue. I think that would be a great interview or a great pairing. If Cullinane can get Erica and Kirk together when they're in New York and talk through their issues, because clearly they were doing really well together, Kirk and Erica. He went on her podcast. There was even talk there that he was going to go on regularly. And then, you know, he had his issues and he said a few things about her on the main show. No need to go over them again. But it clearly put her off. And I would just like to see them flesh that out because she's very intelligent. I don't listen to her show because it's a little bit preachy for me, but I think she's good at what she does. I admire her. And, um, yeah, I'd like to see them together. I think we're probably in agreement on this. We would like to see Kirk go on her show when he makes that trip to Barstool. What are some of the other shows that you're hoping that he gets on, that he gets in a time with? Because I know for me, with this whole Mike Geary KFC thing, mm. I'm looking forward to Kirk getting some time with KFC and shitting on Mike. Absolutely. My, my hope. Absolutely. I woke up really early this morning, had a shit sleep, and I put on KFC's podcast, and he does a lot of Mike stuff in there. Um, and I actually like Kevin, I think. Like, uh, Kevin is someone I can listen to on Barstool who's kind of a poor man's Kirk. You know, he's like no. 70% of what Kirk is, kind of. Um, you know, Big Cat, I'm not into because I'm not into NFL, so that's what he talks about. Um, so I'd like to see Carl with uh, Kevin. I'd like Dan, Big Cat, to go on Kirk's show because they're good talking about Minifan stuff. Um, and that's about it, really. I would love, I would love for Kirk to get some time with with. Uh, I would love for him to get some time with Dave Portnoy again, though. On Dave, Portnoy's oh yeah, of course, show, yeah. with Eddie too. I think that would be great as well. So that's what I'm. Yes, yeah, so it would be good for Kirk to challenge Portnoy and start calling him a pussy and just see what Portnoy does. And it would be great for him to get on part of my take and get with PFT there and call him out for his shit too. Mm. That would be great. So I hope that. Um, so that'd be good. Um, you mentioned the Jerry show at the 5K. I thought it was a fine show, uh, you know, not in the top 50% of Minahan shows ever in the history of the show. Um, but it was nice to hear them together. Uh, but it's clear that that ship has sailed. 
yeah, I thought it was fine. I I actually so I really enjoyed that Kirk was able to play up his comedy in a way. So like he was really leaning into COVID just to get under Jerry's skin. And he was being very funny about that. Mm. Um, the the part with Blades where he comes over and 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 Kirk is then adding on to the joke that Jerry made about his dad. Um, that was very good. So I think Jerry is not my cup of tea. I don't like him at all, but he's that straight man that Kirk can then work off of and be that much funnier, which Clemmer and Mike can't do those things. That's just not, that's not in their bag. So I think Jerry does a great job of that. Jerry is also a shitty human being for constantly talking about how psychotic Kirk is. Can I just say this line? Can I just, this please, because this is about, uh, yes. Because Jerry said, Harry is doomed because Please. he has Kirk genes. Yeah, that's fucked up. And and that is every mentally ill person's nightmare that they're going to give it to their kids. That was a shitty thing to do. And I've said some shitty things about Kirk. And I get that sometimes you've got to get really shitty to get under someone's skin. But I mean, that to talk about someone's kids like that, I mean, okay, Harry's annoying on air, whatever. But that doesn't mean he should be attacked like that. And poor Kirk, you know, that's going to could like you don't want that in your fucking head right and there's plenty of things that jerry can bust kirk's balls about like on other things he doesn't have to go there like that one's that to me like that's the the deepest cut that you could do to somebody which like and and jerry lives such a privileged life he had no issues at all with his dad so congratulations to you you have no dad issues jerry like so what do what do you cut Jerry on like so quickly that that Kirk you get to? I don't know what that is, but that was like that was like I mean the bu- the busing up. stuff, the the racism stuff might be something. Yeah, that's, I mean, true. Um, that's true. I guess you could go there, but I don't think I think that was more John Dennis than Jerry too, even though no. Jerry was on the show. Mm. I don't know, uh, I don't know what you can do, but that's so fucked up to go right there with him, you know? Yeah, I didn't like that at all. And I, I sort of felt that that show was half a show. Like it wasn't it wasn't a long show. It wasn't very entertaining. You know, Kirk carried the show again. Jerry's clearly uncomfortable recording with Kirk now. There's something there. Like they, it just, it just, and I, I imagine they're outside and there's stuff going on and probably, so it was just, for, to me, it felt like that could have been a bonus show. Like they could have just given that one to free. Well, we get yeah. them all for free, but you know what I mean? And and I think I think that show would actually be good if they did it more often, right? But if they do it once a year, then they just kind of rehash all the old stuff until a year later than when they rehash it again. It would have to be more consistent, I think, for it to grow and be better. And I don't think that's ever going to happen. So mm. I agree. All right. For the listeners out there, um, we're going to get into the latest show, the Tuesday night show, because there's some hot button topics to get onto it. Then I've got a list of Minifan World topics and then some listener questions. So we're just getting started. But I, I just have a question for you before we go on. I was looking at KMS on Twitter and they have 29,000 Twitter followers. Do you think more or less people listen, roughly listen to every episode? I think more listen to every episode. Interesting. I, because I think, what do they say? Only 20% of the adults in whatever the world are on Twitter. So I think there's there's much more that actually listening to those episodes. I don't know. What Interesting. Do I, I think their listening audience is around 20 to 30,000. That's my gut feeling. That's my okay. gut feeling. But I was just curious what you thought. And I thought the same thing, like Twitter's hard because not everyone's on it, but 
And I was looking at Kirk's followers. He's got like 90,000 followers, but a lot of them don't listen to the podcast, just follow him because he's in Boston media. Right. Um, But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, okay, Kirk dropped in a good one. So Kirk said there are 800,000 listeners to the case. So that's where the money is. That's And that's where I think Barstool would see Kirk as being their money making. Like, um, you know, you sell ads per thousand. So if they get 20,000 listeners to every KMS episode, I mean, that's still good coin. They do so many shows, so it would pay its way. Um, but, yeah, 800,000. He dropped that in the latest show. He Someone asked him a question and he just sort of slipped it in. Yeah, that's massive, man. That's massive. I know you know that because you're a, a podcast mogul yourself. Mm, I would love a million people listening to anything I've done. Um, right. All right. Well, let's get into the, the late show. We did touch on a few things, but uh, first thing, what about Cullinane, your man lying yeah. about Mike having better things to do when the 5K was being on and, yeah. like, throwing poor blind Mike, this disabled blind yep. man, under the bus yep. when sounds like Mike was happy to go and do it if required, but Carl said it probably wouldn't work out because it would be Jerry and Kirk. Well, first off, I mean, you do need to create content. Of course, you uh, amplify everything when you're talking into a microphone. That's absolutely true. But also, that's not, a, that's uh, not amplifying. That's a straight out lie. No, it's amplifying. But okay, also, amp- true. No, no, amplifying would be saying, um, you know, Mike would be shit with Jerry. So I'm not going to ask it. That would be amplifying, not well, lying. Potato, potato. Okay, he's amplifying it. But also, too, Mike hates going to any live show now. He. Hates the Minifans. His Twitter has nothing to do with the Minifans. It's all about promoting him and his Patreon. He, so, he loves the Skank fans, the, the Skank Fest. Oh, absolutely. Skank he heads wants, or whatever they are. Yeah, he wants nothing to do with the Minifans. He's muted many of the us. The Skanksters. Which, yeah, the Skanksters. So he that's all that he wants. So I don't think Dave's necessarily even lying in that situation. I think what Mike wants nothing to do in those situations. And Dave's a great guy. So he wants to save Mike from that mental health issue that he would have at any live show with minifans fans around so he's just helping him out and also creating content for the show and making it better that's what every producer should uh, you yourself have Fucking amplified many d- things that have happened for those listening red's doing gymnastics right now no. red is doing gymnastics right Listen, now. i would never do gymnastics i wouldn't want that it's, it's abusive to people i would mm. never do that i'm just saying these are the, the this is what happened, Menners. I'm I'm here to give you the truth. You can either accept it or not. It's up to you. But I'm I'm giving you the straight truth. That's it. All right. So defending Carl. Another Mike. win. Anyway, I just felt sorry for Mike in that. Another point. win. Because Mike does so much for Kirk. He and don't, fa- brings don't feel it. fucking no, no, no. Don't feel bad for Mike because all Mike does is stab Craig in the back on that show. So don't feel bad for Mike. Mike right. is a, a, a participant, a willing participant in this. All right, so let's move on from that. All right. Please. Now, what I'm about to talk about, Kirk tweeted out and has, has called this the dumbest show take ever. So this is the level of um, stupidity we're about to touch on. They started talking about the abortion issue, and we're not going to talk about that because you crazy Americans no. can't handle it when people talk about abortion or guns, so they're off the off the list. But Thank you. Kirk was saying, you know, what about, you know, you're a poor person in, say, Mississippi, you get pregnant and you have no money, can't go anywhere to get an abortion, uh, it's fucked. And Cullinane just goes, oh, anyone can jump on a plane and get an abortion. They're available. Like, 
you know, and Kirk's like, but they have no money. Like you can't just walk on to a plane and say, I'm going to get an abortion, let me on. So just so dumb, so unsympathetic. Love to hear you defend this. Uh, okay, if I may, um, a couple of things. One, again, you need to have somebody in the room to create a little bit of conflict and to disagree from time to time. You're not going to get that from Mike. You're not going to get that from Clemmer. It just, it is what it is. That's not their strong suit. Their strong suit is building on the joke and adding to and making Kirk feel good at the same time. Like they do a great job of that. They're not going to disagree in this moment. Now, Dave Cullinane disagrees and presents an opinion. Now, is he really serious about flying somewhere and getting an abortion? No, he's really talking about traveling to another state and having that abortion as an option. We all know that on the East Coast and the West Coast, oh my God. going up and down the coast, my God, every you state. Extra hard. If you reach the top of your on. mountain, if you reach the top of the mountain and your dad's there, he's going to say, "I'm really yeah. disappointed in this." I'm just one. That's what he's going to say. I'm telling you. What I'm telling your you, mom, your mom is in heaven. Finally, remembers you, and this is what she's hearing. Love you, mom. Love you. So what I'm saying is, up and down the East Coast, there's going to be plenty of opportunities, plenty of states that are going to offer you the ability to have the abortion. They are going to be pro-choice. And then the states adjourning, adjourning, adjourning. I don't know if that's the right word. Adjoining, yeah, adjoining. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I just need the uh, pronunciation right. So those states that are next door are also probably going to offer that because that's just the way that that works. I'm just saying there's going to be states, there's going to be options. If some crazy lunatic state like Mississippi or Texas or wherever else, if you can't get it there, you just shoot over the border and get it on another spot. If it matters that much to you, you can get it done. That's what Dave Cullinane is saying. That's it. I'm speaking Cullinane to you. I'm giving you that option. That's it. Well, it's it, stupid because the whole point of the argument is Kirk saying these people have no means to do that. So say some 17-year-old girl lives at home with her parents, hasn't even told them she's having sex yet. She gets knocked up and there's nothing she can do about this unwanted pregnancy. Um, it's just dumb take. You say, oh, but at least he's arguing with Kirk. But it, it brings the show down if that's your level of argument. Like if you come at Kirk with saying, oh, anyone can just go and get it when they want, and Kirk goes, because he's always thinking about Australia, he goes, oh, but what if he had to go to Australia to do it? I don't know he, where that came from. Well, right, sure. I, I think it just it, it actually brings the show down because it shows how dumb Carl is. Like I, you can't judge. You're trying to say something totally different. Because if someone has money, like the whole situation changes. So if someone, you know, has a bit of money in Mississippi and they get pregnant, sure, they can fly somewhere and get it sorted out. But Kirk's point is there is thousands of people across America every day who don't have the means to do that, who get in that situation. I just think that you shouldn't have, to me, that sounds like the soft bigotry of low expectations is all that I'm saying, to have those expectations of people. And good for Dave Cullinane for presenting another good side, for, a flip side. Uh, a dumb side. A dumb, okay. So For the flip side of the coin. Uh, I'm just gonna, saying. Let's, let's veto this because, you know, playing, these people, are turning off, people are turning off the podcast right now because you're sounding as dumb as Dave. Uh, I mean, devil's advocate. literally, let, Kirk has called it the dumbest show take ever, and I've got some Correct. moron on who's repeating it. Great. Plus, I'm not repeating it. I'm just telling you. I'm uh, trying to get let, you let's move from on one moron to the other, please. All right, please. Okay, thank you. So fucking Montante made his debut on the main show and um that was after he put off a stupid tweet uh correlating you know kirk's take on that person who um who, who was attacked and lost the baby and mm -hmm. you know correlating that to abortion and i don't want to get into that 
stupid because it was a bad tweet. It was about I knew it was going to be a shitty conversation because Mike had already backtracked on his show. So you knew Mike didn't actually believe what he was saying. He's just fat fingers couldn't tweet the right thing when he was in his car. Um, but I mean, firstly, so on brand that they call him and he sounds like shit. The connection's bad. I mean, typical Montante, if you've ever listened to his podcast, he always, without doubt, sounds terrible. I mean, you could take him into the fucking Minifan stu- Minahan studios, put him in front of a mic. He would still sound bad. He sounds like he's underwater all the time. He's in a tin can. I don't know if you've seen Montante. I have. This man has the largest jaw to head ratio i've ever seen his mouth is massive so i don't know if he's swallowing that um saved by the bell zach morris phone that he has but you can't tell anything that he's saying when he's talking into the phone it sounds like garbage i don't know if you've watched the wire but if you watch the wire every time i listen to montante i feel like i'm sitting next to lester freeman and we're listening to montante on the wire that's exactly what he sounds like like he, he sounds like shit all the time. It's yeah, awful. absolutely. So there was so when they hung up on him in the first time, I was I was, and I'd seen the note, so I actually knew he was coming back. So I, it would have been really great if he hadn't come back because I would have just been able to like <laughs> hammer Montante about that. But then they call him back, and he, he sounded a bit better. And I had this stupid talk where, you know, Montante backtracked, and it wasn't very interesting. But Kirk no. did say I like his energy. Now I'll say two things. Firstly, I don't mind Montante's energy as well. I think he's um, got some energy. It's just that, sure. you know, everything he says is stupid and he's a fucking moron. So sure. that's, the, that's the problem. He's energetic, but he's a moron. The, the other thing, though, is Kirk is going to get a real shock when he – because Kirk was, like, blowing smoke up his ass saying, why didn't Jerry pick Montante? This guy fights back. And then they tried to make out that Montante was intelligent. But the thing is – Kirk's going to realize Montante is none of those things, that he's an no. idiot, that he's, um, you know, not intelligent, that he says stupid things, that he's bigoted. So when Kirk finds all that out, I think their relationship's going to change. Everybody, everybody wants a dummy. You're absolutely right. Everybody wants a dummy around to smack around. The thing about that's frustrating with Montante is he was neither, like Jerry said, he was going to be loud and he was going to fight for his points. He was neither loud because you couldn't hear him, nor did he fight for his point or make a cogent point. He had a vague tweet that gave him the opportunity to pick either side of the argument, whatever was going on at any point. So that's all that he did on the phone. He didn't, he didn't fight anything. He made nothing going on. He couldn't make a point. He just kind of laughed it off and said, Oh, I was in deep thought. Like, like somehow he was the first person to point out that abortion is a tricky subject. Yeah. There, you know, it's a layer. No shit. No shit. You fucking moron. Holy shit. You idiot. Jesus Christ. I I was so frustrated. I knew exactly what was going to happen the entire time. But I really like the guy. He seems like a nice guy. Uh, actually, Mike does seem like a nice guy. And I, uh, lunatic, and um, yeah. I'm, I'm glad he got on the show. And he was kind of amusing. Like, he he played around a bit. So, good, fine. I, I would be a lot harsher on Montante, but Lauren Lynn seems to like him a little bit. And they've oh, met... Boy. And I trust Lauren's opinion. Like, I, I think she is a very smart woman and she is a really good man oh, as okay. whisperer. So, no, no, just like oh, okay. she's a really good man as whisperer. So if she has some time for Mike, I'm willing to potentially meet him double masked uh, at the Wilbur. 
Okay. Well, I, I, Montante said, double masked. Yeah, there you go. Some people would say this is a phrase that would they they are uh, you might be putting the uh, the pussy on the pedestal is what they would say. No, no, yeah. not at all. Okay, the, okay. BA might say that, but okay. what I'm saying is Lauren is a very smart lady. Very smart uh, lady. This is true. All right. Uh, next topic. Um, okay. Well, well um, okay, you're breaking news, breaking news. So huge news out of the show. It's so funny how things pop up like years later. So this is three years after it happened. We find out that Steve Robinson butchered an interview that Kirk did with Candace Owens. And this is around the time when Steve and I had our little fucking initial um, DMs where I found out he was an asshole because he was trying to work out how to do calls better because he clearly fucked up this interview with Candace Owens. Um, like, this is huge. Like, Candace Owens a big name. You imagine the show, you know, back then it would have been great for the show to get her on. I don't know her. I don't know what she talks about. I just know she's a right winger. Um, and Steve butchered it so much it was unusable. Usable. Like, there's been some pretty patchy audio, so you can imagine how bad it was if it was unusable. Mm. Yeah, I didn't, uh, you know, I remember it at the time when it happened. I didn't think much of it because I didn't, you know, think much of Steve's skills. Um, I do enjoy that Candace has taken on a bigger role and she's much more popular. So do you remember it at the time? Did they talk about it at the time? They talked about it at the time because they said that I remember when it was like Steve was making a big deal that they were going to get her. Like this was Steve's world Mm -hmm. and Kirk was kind of shitting on it at the time. And then. I remember them having the interview and talking about how they had had the interview, but the audio was so bad they weren't going to use it. Mm. And Steve was okay. nervous about that because it was going to bother her that they weren't going to use it. Like they were going to ah. not not have her on the show. And that was like them, you know, that was going to be an affront to her, you know, as she's trying to rise the ranks and be on Barstool and do these things as a conservative voice. So I remember that happening at the time, didn't think much of it after that. Uh, it is interesting now looking back at that and just, you know, seeing, you know, the inadequacy that is Steve Robinson and, uh, you know, yourself as a Robber fan, that must really hurt you. I feel bad. Not a Robber fan. And, okay. but it was even like blind Mike Geary, did, you know, he was surprised anyone knew about that interview. He thought no one even knew that they'd recorded it. So yeah, it's definitely on an episode in there where they're talking about it afterwards. I don't know okay. when it was, but it was definitely in there. So. Okay. So just um, anyway, strike. Strike three, Steve Robinson. You are out. All right, next one. Next one. Again, you're going to have to fucking put your gymnastics outfit on because <laughs> Dave Cullinane again fucked things up. So no, some idiot no. from the Red 13 studios is shit-talking, and your KMS Reddit. This is your <laughs> fucking zone, right? Yep. Someone right is shit-talking Kirk on Reddit, shit-talking the show. Mm-hmm. As as they on a professional, like this is not just a fan. This is someone who works at Red Thirteen Studios. Who, sure, you know, let them in. It was a it was a business arrangement. Business sure. arrangement. You're mm-hmm. shit talking them really badly. You should not be doing that. If someone hires my studio and I go on Reddit and start shit talking their show, and then the owners are obviously upset because they know this is bad for business because it'll put other people off. Like. Sure. Say someone else has got a right-leaning podcast and they're thinking of using Red 13s to use, and they think, actually, what, are they going to go on fucking social media and, and get stuck into me for interviewing these people? You're and saying all Dave, the right things. I haven't disagreed with you yet, so keep, continue and, on. I'm sure and then the owners, the owners messaged Dave Cullinane, yeah. and apparently he just, just said, don't worry about it. Whereas no, no, Kirk no, no, no. was like, I want this guy fired. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh God. But uh, Menners, you're missing the point here. He didn't say don't fire the guy. He was just telling the guy, Hey, I was just being sarcastic. I don't really think it's, you know, that's not really where I'm at. He's not telling him to do or not do anything because as Dave Cullinan knows, this is the Kirk Minahan show. No, this is not the no, Dave Cullinan show. Bad, 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 what? bad talk oh, oh, by oh, you. This is bad, a reach. Bad. This is a reach. You know, Cullinan's like, oh, I was just being sarcastic about it. Yeah. Oh, you're serious. I better mention him again. Right. You do, if you're Dave Cullinan, all you say in that situation is thank you. I will discuss it with Kirk later on. You do not go, oh, don't worry. I was just being sarcastic because all of a sudden the owners are like, oh, we're off the hook here. They don't no. care. We'll just, no, no, no. we'll just give this guy a warning. Don't worry nope. about it. Nope, nope, nope. You're guessing that. You're assuming that. You would never want to assume that. Did you all listen he... to the show? Because I listened I twice. And it was really clear twice what happened. Well. Twice. I listened well. twice. I listened okay. twice. Yeah. So when I listened to it, I'm telling you what I know, which is he was just telling the guy, hey, listen, man, like I was just being sarcastic. I'll, I'll, this is not for me to decide. I'll talk mm, to him with my boss. Didn't, my boss didn't, come, didn't come across like that to me. Oh, and all of a sudden you want Dave Colonnade to what? You want Dave Colonnade to fire somebody over a Reddit post? No, I want Dave do. to say, A, speak to Kirk first to get the line. Kirk was very upset at this because this is exactly what annoys Kirk. People just shit on him for no reason sometimes. Absolutely. You know, they, they, because he was with Jerry, whatever. They shit on him for being a right winger when he's not. He's a libertarian. He's way more left than he is right. He's sure. what, uh, socially left, uh, economically right. That's there what he says. So you nailed it. Uh, so Dave should not be speaking for Kirk in that situation. He he's not. Say, he's not. He did. He's he said, "Oh, be so. he should." And then no. he has to backtrack and go. I better message him and find out what's happened. Wasn't backtracking at all. He wasn't speaking for Kirk Minahan. That's what I'm telling you. This is uh, what you're not was. understanding. No, he wasn't. He was just setting it up so then he could bring it on the show and then they could have the conversation nope, and then further nope, the story. Nope, 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 that's nope, all that he nope. did. Right, nope, well, nope. You are better at gymnastics than yeah. Chase Cullen. I'm presenting sure. you with facts, Menners. You can you are literally, your, your head now has gone through your legs <laughs> and you are kissing your own ass. Um, I, uh, Simone Biles and I, we got moves. That's all I'm telling you. Listen. It just annoyed me because if I'm Kirk, I actually want something done. Not necessarily the guy fired. But sure. it's really serious, and uh, I, I'm annoyed. And and you know what's great is I'm sure something, if Kirk wants that, that's going to happen. But Dave Cullinane neither initiated that nor stopped that because he's not Kirk Minahan. He did. He didn't Minahan take it show. seriously. He was like, oh, it's being sarcastic. Don't worry about it. Well, he was going to wait to take it to the show, Menners. <laughs> nope, he's, nope, he's nope. Saving nope, it nope. for the show. You, you, then he's you say in that situation, you say, thank you for taking this matter seriously. I'll be speaking to Kirk about this later on. That's all He you basically do. did that. Basically. He did not. He did not. Okay. Wrong again. And, and Cullinane, if you're listening, fucking screenshot the messages, you pussy. Um, wow. wow. Okay. Continuing with Carl, just want to put it out there. And you'll probably got a dog named this or will have a dog named this. Cully is a great dog's name. It's a great dog's name. That's a Cully was name. not happy with that, but it is a great dog's name. He Cully, he... like a big dumb Labrador, like running towards you. Absolutely. That's a wonderful dog's name. I don't, I, I don't, I, again, Dave Cullinane wrong again on this one. You're absolutely right. That's a great dog's name. I can't wait. I don't know if you know this, but my dog died recently. Um, when we go and we make that next step and we get another dog, I will be happy to name my next dog Cully. It'd be nice. Yeah, I think it's a beautiful name. Um, uh, two more things, or three more things. Uh, Big Cat accusations that he's from Newton, so I want to get to the bottom of this. I tweeted Big Cat. He hasn't replied. 
I don't know. It, it just sounds like to me, Big Cat's whitewashing history. There is, there is uh, some, if you do some digging on Twitter, you'll be able to find this. I'm not going to give you the name of the account, but this has come out before. Um, this was a story before, and there's somebody out there who created an account who was dedicated to just this, finding out that he was um, not in uh, um, a Chicago native necessarily, but actually Newton High School. So they've got the, uh, the yearbook photos, they've got all this on there. So if you do some digging on Twitter, you will find this. Um, that's another reason why I'm excited for Kirk to go to New York to talk about this, because I think he's going to probe this a little bit and see what Big Cat says. So. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like me calling myself Boston Manners and pretending like I'm a, a Boston guy. Like, I get it. You can live somewhere and love it. And, like, Big Cat's, what, mid-40s? If he moves to Chicago when he's 20, say, so he's lived over half his life in Chicago, that's fine. Like, be Bast or Big Cat, whatever that is. But, um, yeah, it just seems too weird that he's trying to kind of keep it hidden from, like, people in Chicago that he's actually from Boston. That's what That's it feels like strange. to me. Yeah. Because, you know, if, if I if I did say I did that, I came to Boston, I was Boston Manners, and I was pretending that I was Boston, but it, you knew I was from Sydney, you, mm-hmm. would, you would think of me differently. I would. I would like to see Boston Manners. I would like to see That's that. Gonna, Maybe it's going like, to happen like, summer. Like, I'd see like Goodwill hunting, like you're in that track suit, right? Mm. And you're just, you're telling me like, you know, the best part of your days when you walk up to my door and, you know, I'm not there. You know, you're doing the full Ben Affleck thing. That would be nice. I would like that. Yeah. What Boston men is at the Red Sox? What Boston, Boston men do? Um, yeah. Do you like apples? Yeah. You know? I'd probably I got talk Lauren, like I got Lauren, I got Lauren Lynn's number. How do you like them apples? You know, one of those <laughs> things. That would be um, cool. uh, also, um, I actually didn't think it was that crazy what Chris said about his 1962 baseball season the fact that he puts the music on and i i don't know if you've ever heard of a game mlb the show but i was like completely addicted with that game and you know played you know i i once like played the season as it happened like the sure you know played i think it was 2012 maybe it was you know like the red sox would play their game on the day and i would play the same mlb game on you know, I would play sure. every 162 yeah. games and I remember losing the World Series final and crying. So I can get that. Uh, yeah. Uh, top hits of 1962, if I may. I just want to – just the image of him sitting in his room, you know, simulating these games, not actually playing them, simulating these games, listening to The Lion Sleeps Tonight or Chubby Checker's The Twist. It's a, it's a strange thing, Menners, to listen to, you know, the hits of 1962. I mean, maybe that's that maybe is a bit strange. Like, I would that's wear a, a Boston. I would that's wear a Red Sox t- shirt sometimes when I would play. And, okay. But I get where he's going. I like, I, I like okay. the I like the way he goes all in on it. Okay. I mean, I just remember, imagine just like a couple ciders in, you know, let's twist again. Exactly. Yeah. Something like we did last time. Let, let yeah, me stick yeah. it up. Let me hunt, stick it up your ass, honey. Come on. I want to try it. Woo, let me slip it in there. Um, well, before I see if you've got any show takes, um, oh. I just want to say that I get my lawn done, but I'm not tall enough to use a lawnmower. So I think I'm excused. I, I think you're right. I think uh, that's totally fine. Um, if you are a working man, as you are, and you get your lawn taken care of, I think that's totally fine. If you are not working, I would advise those. It's a good hobby to have. It's kind of peaceful. It can be therapeutic. 
it's not a bad thing to do. If Clemmer gotta, adds that to the rotation, I think he would like it. I got to say, I'm if I'm walking around on the weekend and I see a person mowing his own lawn, I think you fucking idiot. <laughs> I got. I just. That's right. I'm just like get someone else to do it. Like, yeah. but well, anyway, I, I, maybe it's a short thing because can't, I'm not tall enough to operate one. You know, the kids' little uh, lawn mowers actually don't work. I've tried yeah. them; they're just for show. Like they don't actually like, cut the brass. I'd like to see you on a big mower. I think you on like a big John Deere. Oh yes, I'd like that. Yeah. Maybe I can go up to Gig and Tony's um, farm. Yeah, fucking oh, get yeah. on one of those things. Maybe I'd like yeah. that. The, the yeah, power of conquering this big yep. machine and cutting that tall grass. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a great image. I would love that. Show takes. What do you got before we get into Minifan World and listen Oh, to I got more Minifan World stuff than anything else. The the Clemmer, the Blind Mike, Montante, Jerry Callahan. Um, those, those are all my takes, Menners. I, I, I busted through all my takes. Great. Other, all right. Other than Colin being great. You know, all right. Know. Well, let's get into the Minifan World stuff. Please. We touched on the KFC and Blind Mike. If you want that stuff, um, the Blind Mike show, they talked about KFC. They wondered if he'd react because basically Kirk got the skank, the Legion of Skank show to fucking nail Kevin. So, you know, Mike tweeted the Legion of Skanks show. Then they hammered Ke- Kevin for apologizing to Nikki Glazer. Um, but when K- Kevin recorded his show, he hadn't heard what the Legion of Skanks did. So this is all going to play out. There's a lot to play out here. So just keep an eye on that. Uh, Kevin called uh, Mike a bitch. Um, like there's some real hate there. And which I I love. I'm not a big KFC fan, but I do love Kevin coming back at Mike. I get I get very annoyed with Mike in this situation because he's wondering why Kevin doesn't like him, and he's doing these things. He, he's wondering why before, and he and then he's still wondering during the show today, like what Kevin's problem is with him. Like, like this is exactly the fucking problem that he would have with you, which everybody would have this problem. It's okay. Just embrace it. Like you're not going to be friends with the guy and he's going to shit on you for this. That's okay. But that's not, Mike can't do that. It's like he tries to play both sides of these things. He just comes off as a little bitch. You know? I didn't think Mike did anything wrong. I mean, Mike's just no, I don't think he did anything shit. wrong. And, and Mike clearly likes the Legion of Skanks way more than he likes Absolutely. Kevin. Um, so the, the episode um, of the Kevin Clancy show titled Dave Chappelle attacked while performing stand-up. Uh, there's a call about five minutes from the end for a gear, from a gearhead. It's a great call. The gearhead gets stuck into Kevin. So um, go and find that one. I'm sure they'll be talking about that on the main show next time Mike's in. And I'm sure there's more to come because when Kevin hears how the Legion of Skanks roasted him, I think he's going to react again. Absolutely. Uh, um now, on the, the YouTube network, Billboard Chart Guy did a sh- uh, an episode of his show with someone from a Bruce Springsteen podcast. I have to say I dived out of that one after five, ten minutes. Um, I'm not a Spring- not that I don't like Springsteen's music, but I'm not a hardcore fan. And, yeah, it just couldn't – wasn't for me. But if you like Springsteen, I'm sure you'll like it. I'm a, I'm a Billboard Chart Guy guy, and I did not – stick around for that i gave him the, the click i gave him the view but i'm with you it's just it was too dry for me couldn't do it yep um okay well mayo got a massive win last week andy mayo our friend our former colleague who's banned from this show now because people hate him yep. he called out clemmer for not going to do the 5k 
So what does Clamour do? He bites back at Mayo on Twitter, calling him out for not leaving his car at Soco. And then Clamour turns up on Sunday and does the 5K in a jacket. So Mayo gets the win there. That's a W. That, that is a W. I will give I, – I loved Mayo's tweet. I loved Clemmer's response was great. I fucking hated Mayo's apology. The full-throated, like just totally backtracked, hope it's for the best. I mean, this is Mayo's. This is Mayo's corner of the street here is shitting on fundraisers that also involve physical activity. Mm. This is what he does. You can't apologize to <laughs> like, like Mayo, just be Mayo. That's totally fine. And he did not criticize Mike for not participating and not donating. So I'm curious why Mayo. Well, Mike's blind. So I don't think Mike can run 5Ks unless it's. Well, I mean, he could walk it. People walk it all the time. Ted Ted Saran, uh, not Ted Saran, just Ted Sellers, and he could do it again together. Um, Yeah. I mean, blind blind people run marathons all the time. I'm just saying, and I'm not saying, but Mayo, I was surprised that Mayo didn't criticize Mike for at least not donating. I don't know if Mike donated or not. I don't think that he did. But I was curious to see why Mayo did not do that. Interesting. Anyway, big win for Mayo. Well played. Big win for uh, Mayo. Uh, very quickly, uh, Montante had VD on, who I thought had retired. VD apparently stopped listening to the main show. But that episode of Montante as well is is one of the worst episodes of any show ever. And it's I'm not shocked. VD's fault. VD's always very steady. He's always a six out of ten every show. He's you know low energy, smart. He gives you. Pretty flat performance, but he's always yeah. the same. Whereas Mike was awful, uh, his connection was awful, what he said was awful. I mean, he didn't go the racist stuff that he'd said with Tim Ridgels, um, sure. which I should send to Kirk and see what Kirk thinks about that, but I'm, I'm not that much of an arsehole. But, uh, yeah, so one of the worst episodes of anything ever, so skip that. I know you didn't listen to it because you're smart. No, I know I don't listen to a second of it. I can't do it. I listen to the whole fucking thing. I hate listening to every second of it. God, you are a psycho. Don't do that to yourself. I am so dedicated to Minna Fandom. I'm like, I just can't let this go. I've got to listen to it. (laughs) Um, No one cares about this but me. But there's this show going called the Beyond Average Podcast with Mick and Christian. It's on the network. They took a a few weeks off while um, uh, Mick was trying to do a deal with Kirk about his – the case season three. I don't think they managed to get the paper signed. So he's gone back to network to keep promoting that. And, um, you know, Mick put his co-host Christian on the spot and basically asked Christian whether he thinks the show has a future. And, and Mick was implicitly saying to Christian, I don't think you're doing enough for the show. I don't think you're good enough. So why are we doing this? And, you know, they were questioning whether the show go on. And I think, objectively we can say no the show doesn't need to go on what do you think i i really like mick if he's questioning christian in that way i think he probably feels a little bit strongly about that and he actually agrees with what you're saying like he doesn't want this guy on the show and he's trying to figure out a way to do it when i listened to it and i heard it it sounds like a guy who's struggling with like trying to be not mean in that situation but he's got to be real like Mm. and i think i think mick is an honest guy um, I think he's just trying to be a little too nice. He's just got to be real. He's got to rip yeah. the band off. Yeah, Christian was rattled, and I think it was a little bit of Kirk Minahan technique of let's bring this real topic up on air. And, you know, it must be hard for me because it's, it's sort of at the moment, um, you know, the, the Beyond Average podcast is kind of like Kirk, you know, mix Kirk dragging and, you know, a, a lot less aversion like, you know, you know 
might you know divided by a thousand. But Mick is trying, you know, Mick is to Christian what Kirk is to say Chris. So um yeah, that that's uh, so let's see what happens there. I haven't seen a show come out this week, so maybe that's um maybe they've got all the promotion for this Vegas special they can and time to move on. It kind of feels like we're the only thing going here, Menace. You know what I mean? When it comes to Minifan content, you know, like what happened to Kirk and off? Where are those guys? Like, what, what, what are we doing here? People? Well, Buddy had that stupid baby. So, um, <laughs> Buddy oh, no. is, and he doesn't listen to the, and, but like, I was supposed to go on there, but they haven't reached out recently. I know, I mean, every second tweet's about soccer. So, I mean, you know, they're talking about the Champions League and blah, whatever. So, uh, they did that stupid false nine show on the network. Um, mm-hmm. Now, Dava was on something, Dava from Hull. I can't remember which show. And he revealed that he has quit listening to KMS. He oh, you know what it was? It was on Montante's show that Daver did this, but it, it sounded like Montante was on speakerphone. It was really bad. It As was usual. Really, really bad. Yeah, I As listened usual. to that, yeah. Yeah, you Shocking. don't – like, actually, like, if you're listening to this show, you do not listen, ever need to listen to Montante as well. Just come to us. We'll pull out the interesting stuff, talk Thank about you. it, and, and that'll, be, that'll be all you need. Um, so David quits KMS. He says one of the reasons is he's bored with Chris. Not that he doesn't like him, not that he doesn't think he's fine on the show, but the topics that Chris talks about and everything aren't interesting. And David basically said that he you know, missed a few shows and then he went back and he sort of couldn't be bothered catching up and then he kind of just checked out. And I think Visionless Dave's done the same thing. And David said to me he's listening, David said he's listening to Magic 105 instead. Um, which sounds like that's in his wheelhouse and, you know, thick fucking just listen to some dumb tunes and fucking just tune out while you're driving home. Well, it's a, it's a bad take to have that take right now because the last 15 minutes of the, the, you know, last KMS show with, with Chris going full 1962 Mets, like that last 15 minutes is some of the craziest shit you've ever heard. It was great. It was magical work. Uh, by Kirk Minahan to pull that out of Clemmer. Um, that was insane. So as much as these people want to shit on Clemmer and it's too much Clemmer talk this or that, the last 15 minutes of the latest KMS show is magical. So thank you, Chris Clemmer, for that. I actually thought that Tuesday night show was in the top half of KMS shows. I agree. I agree. It was very different. Um, it was felt like it was all over the place. It was a, It was a weird vibe to the show. It was very good. I quite like Chris and Mike in together. Like, I think that's actually better than Chris and Kirk alone. Like, if they could bring Mike back into the fold, pay him, and he did all three shows, and Clem Dog came in once a week to join them, that would be a great combo for me. I, I agree. I think um, the two-man show, as we've seen here, is great. I think once you find the perfect three-man show, it's the Cadillac of shows. Mm. So... And Kirk was saying that he doesn't think, and I had this huge fight with his other producer once, and it, to the point of he left my house and told me to fuck off um, because we were arguing about having a three-person or a two-person show. And my opinion is from a production and a management point of view, it's harder to manage a three-person show because you've got three egos, and as Kirk said, sometimes it could be two against one, or and you can have to juggle that. So I get that. But I think as a listener... If you have three good people, it's a very good dynamic show. And, in fact, I would say when Chris and Mike are in there, 
I don't even think Dave Cullinane needs a mic on. Like if Kirk asks him a question, okay, turn it on and answer it, but then turn it off again. Like we don't need to hear a fucking word out of that moron talking about these poor women having to fucking get on a plane when they have no money. So I just wow. said hello. Wow. I mean, you guys have a kangaroo together, so he's, careful. He's a your fucking parents. bad parent. Kangaroo's <laughs> been aborted. There's a little fucking fetus on the street outside my house. Fucking late-term Holy kangaroo God. abortion. Um, so all I'm saying is I think three's a good combo. I, th- I, I, I felt I, four I, was too much. When I, I totally agree with you there. I just love how you ramped up. Once you got the Dave Cullen in, there was rage, and then you just kind of ramped it back down. That was beautiful. That was wonderful to watch. Thank you. I do love Dave. Um, <laughs> Dave also said that Kevin and Steve were Providence. Steve from Providence used to be funny callers. Now, I, I think Steve from Providence used to be a funny caller on the main show and before that on KNC show, but I've never thought Kevin was a funny caller. What about you? I've never thought Kevin was a funny caller unless it was uh, Captain Hungwell I enjoyed. So everything okay. that I liked from Kevin was KNC. Um, I think Steve from Providence had three funny calls. Um, was so- Captain Hungwell the Marine that fucked Mutt's wife? Yes. Okay, yes. that was funny. Okay, that so, was yeah, very funny. That was that was the nadir of Kevin's career uh, with Kirk, and ever since then, it's just a, a downward spiral. Yeah, like it's. I think it's it's not really funny when Kevin calls now. Now it's just like a peek into the madness, which is mm. fine. Like that's that's Kevin's corner of the street now. So that's that's great. I enjoy that. So I I just don't think it's ever been really funny. It's more been like I feel bad sometimes. Mm. Um, and my last Minifan World stuff is I'm just getting sick of TJ Hubbard replying to every Big Cat tweet. Like I'm <laughs> I'm getting to the point now where I'm going to fucking mute TJ Hubbard. I mean, that fat fuck from Maine is probably one of your neighbours. Like it is sad Great now. Guy. It's like it's like me Great replying guy. to every Kirk tweet with something. It's sad. Some of them are fine, but come on. Come on. Uh- I, it, it's a lot. I'm not going to lie. It's a lot, but TJ is a great guy. He's a great, he's a hall of fame Minifan, fan. No doubt. Um, I, I bet you, he doesn't listen to the show anymore. There's no way he listens oh, to the main show anymore. Stop it. No, there's no, there's no way. He's TJ, gone. No, no, he's no, in, no, no. He's floated away. Literally like fucking floated away. No, no, don't, don't do this. I don't like, you're coming for TJ right now. He's a great guy. He's not he's my a neighbor. great guy. I like he, him. He, he lives down the street, but he's a, Maine's a very small state, so you can't hold that against me. He's a great guy. He listens to the show. Does he tweet at Big Cat incessantly? Yes. Too much? Yes, absolutely. He probably needs to just like take a little chill because Big Cat must have a muted because I don't ever see Big Cat actually engage with it. Sometimes he does, I think. I, oh, he does? Okay. Um, Big Cat, I've triggered Big Cat a couple of times. Um, wh- one thing I amazing about TJ is there's, there's not many people in human history that are able to uh, say this, but he's as wide as he is tall. So mm. that that's quite an effect. He's he's something to behold when he's when he's holding Literally. court, walking around. Yes, uh, he's he's a great man of fan. I ca- I can't say a bad thing about him. Great guy. Can't wait to meet him and you know trade some baseball cards. Um, there you go. Now he'll hand you, you a have... pack. He's he's known for that. He'll just hand you a pack. It's great. Great. 
Fantastic. Um, now, anything you want to touch on before we get into listener questions? No, I want the listener questions because there's a lot of good ones in there, and there's one that's going to put me in a tough spot. So hopefully you can uh, avoid it. We'll see if you do. All right. So I've got all the listener questions here. First things first, I actually just want to thank all our listeners. Um, oh, very much. I, I, I was looking at our stats, and I'm not one to sort of brag or, or anything like that. That's not Minna you. Fan, you don't do that. Minna, Minna fandom is a fucking monster, and – the listens in the last two months, which coincidentally is when Red became, Red became a regular co-host, um, have been, I mean, I think in the last 60 days we've had well over 10,000 listens just on Apple. That's not Spotify. That's not any other platform. So I just want to thank all the listeners because when I started Minifandom, I thought oh, it would be great if 50 Minifans listened. And turns out that, you know, a lot more people listening. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm just happy to be a part of this, you know, and again, voice of reason, uh, just try to shine a little bit of light on the truth. That's it. Just giving you a different opinion. That's mm. all. Yeah. That's you it. know, like when, yeah, like when David from Harlow or these people, you know, tweeting out his stats, oh, look, my episodes got over a hundred listens. I'm like, good on you. Um, yeah, all right. Nice for you. Yeah. Nice for you. Um, all right. Next. Um, oh, listen, firstly, review five stars. This is from one, three, Rick, one, three. F. Kirk Menas is the man. Well, I don't agree with the F. Kirk, but I like the five stars and Menas in the is the man. All right, this is not a this is a question from Visionless Dave, and the question is: Does anyone on Minna Fandom have Hall of Fame blood? Now, I'm going to give you some context for this, and he's made this public, Visionless Dave. He's submitted this, so there's no doxing or anything here, but. Visionless Dave's grandfather is about to be inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame. His name is Dick Vermeil. He's a, a longtime coach. Um, so do you have a, a relative in the Hall of Fame, Red? I don't have a relative in the Hall of Fame currently. Um, I do have a significant um, you know, family member that's close to me who's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, but I don't want to get too much into that. Um, I was thinking more of you as a Hall of Famer, Manners, because I know that uh, when the ballot came out, I put you on the Hall of Fame ballot for uh, Minifans. So yeah, absolutely. I was on the ballot. I think yeah. I have um, Hall of Fame blood. Um, yeah. No, look, obviously, Visionless Dave comes from a pretty good stock, and that's great that his grandfather Dick's going to be in finally in the NFL Hall of Fame. It's been a long time coming. I was reading up on it, um, you know, mildly successful coach, I think, but uh, great mm -hmm. to see him um, in there. So, yes, Visionless Dave, you know, great one. Good one. Good I one. think I think, I think, think Grandpa must be very proud, I would say. Yes, very proud. Very proud. Um, yeah. David from Hull, who we were just speaking about, about. Okay, how jealous are you that Kirk said he liked Montante and hates you? I'll hang up and listen. Hmm, that's a good question. That's a good question. And I will just say this, that Kirk and I have been very close at times. He's called me Menas Minahan. He's called me the number one Minna fan. He loves Minna fandom. He, he laps it up. And I'm telling you, when Kirk knows just a little bit more about Montante, he will not be saying he likes him anymore. I I don't think that he actually likes Montante either because I don't know 
where he would get the impression that he was actually good in that that phone call either but maybe us shitting on montante will only encourage that more who knows uh but there was nothing impressive about that montante call but i thank him for calling in uh because it was glorious for us to listen to and shit off so So dave so dave i'm not jealous of um montante at all about anything and i will say that you know we've got to put this in context kirk is comparing montante to craig that's the comparison. So it's not putting me next to Montante because clearly Kirk point. likes me way more than Mike. I mean, he wouldn't listen to every fucking minute fandom if he didn't, right? But, um, like, he was comparing Craig's energy and Montante's energy. And I think anybody that's listened to both of them knows Montante's more energetic on air. And, Craig, and I'll makes say more, that, Craig makes more sense. So. Absolutely. And I'll say this too, Menners. If, I don't know if you know this, but actually Montante's about five foot four. Um, that's Great. with work that's with work boots on so i'm saying if you want to put those uh george costanza work boots on you'll be as tall as montante so you also have that too so there you go well short king spring montante i'm with you on that one all right go. this is a question from you from killer kowalski and normally uh-huh. i don't do fuck marry kills but i like this one fuck uh-huh. marry kill for red i thought it was for me uh you got to uh-huh. choose fuck marry kill cullinane lauren lynn or robinson's bmb this is I don't I don't really want to do this, Menners. I don't I don't I'm looking forward to this. I'm hoping maybe we could pass this by. I would never ever kill any one of those people. They're fantastic people. They're wonderful people. But it's a game, Red. It's a game. Okay, so allow me to play. I'm just I just wanted to preface that. Um, well, I'd have to I'd have to marry Dave Colony because yeah, we knew that we knew that right. And it's long term, right? I'm not I'm not a one and done guy with with my guy. Um. Go on, kill. Now you've got to kill Lauren or B and B. I don't want to. Do, no, I'm not. I'm not fucking doing this. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not saying I've met them. They're very nice people. Okay, I've given them. I've given Lauren Lynn a hug. I'm not. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing it. Right, I'm not doing because I'm gonna run into them and it's gonna be weird. I don't want it to be weird. I don't want it to be weird. Okay, so Red's out on this one. I, yeah. I actually before I saw that it was. For you specifically, I did my own answer in my head. Yeah, so you this killed is Dave Cullinan, you Okay, that shit. was obvious. It's the other two, though. So okay. um, I've decided I would marry Lauren because I still get to fuck her, and okay. she is my whisperer. Like, she's the men's whisperer. She's really good for me. Like, whenever I have internal problems, she's sensible. She's mm-hmm. she's very smart, feet-on-the-ground woman. And then – Fuck Robinson's Bambi. I mean, that'd be a fucking great night, wouldn't it? She's wild. So um, that was an easy, easy FMK. Um, I just love that I, I laid out there so we get those drops because there's there's uh, there's some stuff in there. Holy shit. Wow. It caught uncom- Minahan. Why are you uncomfortable? It's a game as if I'm going to. All right. Okay. All right. As if I'm going to kill Dave Cullinane. Right. Um, <laughs> okay. Right. Court Minahan. Do the 62 Mets stand a chance? I, I'm not big on them because Casey Stengel was the manager, wasn't he? He was asleep on the bench for most of the season. So unless Clem Dog is sober and fucking diligent, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I disagree. I think GM Clemmer with a couple of pops in him, a couple of ciders, he's crushing it right now. He's killing it in August. That's all I'm Ooh, saying. Oh, wow. Yeah. So okay. he's so- fine. Andy Mayo, speaking of that dickhead, Menas, if you owned Red 13 Studios, would you fire that employee? 
Yes, like, pretty much. If a employee of pretty mine, much, if, pretty much. What do you mean? Yes or no? Yes, yes. Would you? I'd be leaning towards yes. My only, my only qualification there is if you've got a model employee and haven't done anything wrong ever. This is their one transgression. I'd probably give them a very stern warning, um, maybe suspend them for a week without pay. Um, but if they were someone I was like looking for an excuse to fire, this would be a great reason. You're playing both sides there, man. How dare you? How dare you? What would you do? I would not fire somebody for making a stupid comment on Reddit. You know how many people would have to be fired? Trust me, I'm on Reddit all the time. You'd have to fire a lot of people. Okay, but my issue is it's a, a customer. So it, it's someone that was, you know, paying to use Red 13 and then they go and shit talk them later on. It's a, anyway, anyway, next, this is a boring question from Mayor. Uh, Lauren Lynn, speak of the um, Queen, which Kirk mm -hmm. do you like better? Angry, fired up Kirk or laid back, having a good time Kirk? What do you prefer, Red? I love angry. Angry Kirk. Mm. He's always the best. Just shitting on anyone in his path. Always the best. I like that too, but I'm starting to get the feeling that Kirk and maybe this fucking therapist or psyche talks to have come to the point where now actually we don't get a lot of angry Kirk on the show. We get it because he gets angry sometimes. But generally, if you notice, I think Kirk now – for his own mental health, wants just a, a bit more of a fun, lighter show. You know, he, he doesn't want all the anger and the hate. And because it's probably, it's not good for you, you know, like you, it's not good for your own uh, mental health. So I I like both. Like I love it when Kirk kills somebody. Absolutely love it. Uh, when he, like when it's real, when he's fucking like furious, like when he was really up, like he, he was annoyed at Harrison, let's be honest. And yeah. That that was great to listen to. So I, I like Angry Kirk. Um, do I like it? It's hard to say what I like better, um, but certainly the most engaging content is when Kirk has a big fight with someone. Like that's more engaging than when Kirk has a big laugh with someone. Um, but because I am someone that cares about Kirk, you know, if, if Angry, lay, sorry, if laid back Kirk is better for him, then I'm happy we get more of that. I, I could agree with that. I think it's hard to summon that too. And like you said, for the mental health piece, when he's shitting on the Minifans is probably when I like him the most. When he's That's just true. absolutely just going off, when he's having a 20 minute show and he's just shitting on one of us, that's always the best. Always. Mm. Yes, actually, that, that's true. When it's like Angry Kirk about the Minifans, that is great content. Mm -hmm. I wonder which Lauren likes better um, because, you know, women tend to love an angry, brooding male, don't they? Whatever that is, you're going to have to summon that when you come here in the summertime. So Great. you got to be ready. Right, Ted Sarandis. Was the VD Montante abortion discussion the single worst segment in the history of podcasting? Yes. Yes. Would a Blind Mike Project live show be successful? Maybe. Lacks Mike, confidence. Yeah, because Mike doesn't like doing them, and Craig certainly ain't going to carry that show. No. Um, when Mass approves sports gambling, do you guys see an expanded barstool role for KMS? Ted, this is a dumb question. No, because Kirk doesn't fucking gamble. 
No, but I could see this leading to more content within Dave Portnoy setting up shop, having H, you know, having headquarters in Boston. So I could see that piece of it, but I agree he's not into gambling. But I think it could lead to more barstool personalities interacting with the show. So mm. I think Ted's Ted's the smartest minute fan. He's on he's on to something there. <laughs> Is that That's a high account? honor. Is that your account? No, 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 no. Not me. Ted, Ted, Ted is his own man. He's a very. Have you met man. Ted in I real know, life? I, I probably have, and he hasn't let me know that. Probably, but I, I don't know mm. for sure. How awful is the KMS YouTube network right now? Okay, Ted, if we're rating it out of ten, it's a zero out of ten, one out of ten. So Cullinane's doing a great job with it. That's all I'm saying. He certainly didn't need my help. Well, I, I mean, it is what it is. There's there's a few factors that are going into it. As we've discussed before, we don't need to relitigate that. It's not great right now. There's not a lot going on. Um, I Again, I said the rundown was coming back. Um, we're still waiting on Ziggy. Okay? Sheldon and I are waiting on Ziggy. So it is what it is. Fuck That's that not Dave Colony's fault. Yes. Um, next question. And actually, this is a, something I wanted to touch on. This question com- comes from um, Gearhead Mike. So actually, well, there's a question from Killer Kowalski about Gearhead Mike. Let's go there first. Kirk Club, can you ask KMS Reddit how it feels to know that Gearhead Mike is Cullinane's right-hand man? How do you feel about that? Look, I've met Gearhead Mike. He's a good man. Um, If he wants to be VP, that's fine. This was devastating to me. Um, I don't know what I am in the board. I don't know where I'm at, you know, with this, the hierarchy. Wherever Cullinane wants me, I'm there. But I need to be somewhere in there, and I'm certainly above VP. Whatever, th- whatever this is, you, it's unacceptable. I've done everything I can. I've defended the wall every single time on Twitter. I'm that guy every single time. The the voice of reason defending Dave Cullinane. You're idiot, so, fucking you're an idiot. That's what you are. Well, I'm not an idiot. I'm just giving you a counterpoint to your idiot takes. That's it. That's all I'm doing. So you don't care then? You don't care that Gearhead Mike's trying to take I, your job? I'm devastated. That devastated. All this, yeah, this is this is. What again, are you going to do like, when you see this prick at the fucking Wilbur? Are you going to say, "Fucking mate, just watch, stay in your well, lane"? Is that what you're going to say? Well, no, I'm going to turn around. I'm going to ask you to take the picture, and I'm going to grab right a hold of that that side boob of his, and I'm going to hold on for all dear life and get a nice photo with him. Good bio um, dude style. Good. Um, Killer hopes that this doesn't push you over the edge after the recent personal losses so um, i i think he probably hopes that it pushes me over the edge and to him i would say we all do we all good luck i'm a psycho it's not gonna happen you can't get me over the edge i'm (laughs) listening to kevin okay i'm listening to my i'm listening to a fake dad tell me that he's proud of me okay i'm pretending i'm superman i'm already crazy all right so don't worry (laughs) about me Yeah. Uh, that was a, that was weird that uh, apparently Gearhead Mike's some fucking stalker at these live events, like trying to help and, you know, annoying Cullinane and Kirk was really pissed off. Have, have you seen this? Like, have you seen Gearhead Mike doing this? I haven't seen him do this. I have seen this at Sako shows. There's a little bit of hovering there. There's a lot of things that go into this, and it's, it is a bare-bones operation. And Dave Cullinane is a nice guy. So I can see a lot of men fans helping out. They just want to help out. But I can see how that makes Kirk uncomfortable because he doesn't want people to think that they're a part of this show in any way so i can see both sides of it but if you're there at a live show people should help out dave colony he's a nice guy help him out unless right. justin's there justin can help out then we're good mm. i just kirk feels on unco- i think kirk doesn't like it so maybe don't like do it. it he doesn't like I kindness 
No, he doesn't like kindness. Uh, Gearhead Mike um, asked, you know, how do I feel knowing that BioDude was accused of a high-hand placement on Minifan Lauren at the 5K? We've handled this question. Yeah, he's uh, a dead but, man. But he's a dead man. Yeah, fuck him. And um, yeah, disgraceful. Uh, yeah, it's hard to make jokes about sexual assault. Yeah. Um, so that's the yeah, listener yeah. questions. We fucking nailed it. Jesus, um, man, we had a great show. Holy all shit. right, let's just, let's just wrap it up quickly with, you know, what are you watching? Um, I know it's late where you are, but, you know, people hang on late for our pop culture takes. Absolutely. Um, this is true. Um, and I, I was so proud of my line last show where I said, what have you been watching apart from your mum dying? Uh, I think a great line. Uh, if, so if, what, you wanted what, to, <laughs> if you wanted to end it right there, you could end it right there. It was perfect. Um, I lost. I watched the uh, the last season of Ozark. I don't know if yes. you've, you've taken started that. I'm two episodes in. Okay, so the uh, what I love, and there's no spoilers for me. I just love the first episode. Um, as a hip hop fan, um, I love that it's all based around Nas's Illmatic, which is an iconic album, and you can tell that the director, the writer, Bateman's great for this. I know he's a hip hop fan. They take you through the album, and it's all kind of based around the album. You even get Killer Mike in there. Love that first episode. Awesome. Can't recommend it enough. Loved it. Great. Anything else? Um, you know, other than watching again, you know, Superman and Kevin Costner telling crying me how much every he's night, proud of yeah. me, crying, literally running on a treadmill, just multiple miles, watching one scene over and over again. Other than that, yeah, I'm totally fine. I'm not a psycho totally fine, at all. Yeah. You don't a need a therapist at all. No, Definitely no, not. Not at all. All right, what have I been watching? Well, last episode I said I was going to watch the to- Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. Didn't hold up. Got to say, they don't hold up. So don't go back and watch them. In fact, I couldn't even finish the third one. And the second one was Third's, pretty bad. The third's bad. third is awful. So and the second one's, like, not as bad, but it just doesn't hold up now. Um, okay. So, yeah, that's out. Um, I watched the Greg Norman 30 for 30 documentary. Mm. It was one of the better sporting documentaries I've ever seen. His implosion at the U.S. Masters is, you know, infamous in Australian sporting history, and he's a he's an icon here. So I love that one. Have you seen it? I've got I've got to watch that. I haven't watched it yet. Kirk almost turned me off to it because he said it, he said, he made it sound like it's too long. How long of a documentary is? Like an hour or so, and it yeah, flew by. I loved it. Okay, all right, I'll definitely check that out. He was like, I didn't need to see the British Open stuff yeah. and all that, but I, I mean, I. You needed the whole story, and uh, right. Excellent. Otherwise, what is it going to? You can't have like a thirty-minute documentary on Greg Norman. You got to give no. us an hour. Yeah. Nope. Um, I watched a show called Trigger Point, and I don't know where you'd stream that on in America, uh, but Trigger Point's really good. Um, I watched an old show called Taboo on Netflix with Tom Hardy because I'm obsessed at the moment with who is going to be the next James Bond. So I'm kind of, you know, sweeping around to try and get a feel for things. I've watched a couple of Henry Cavill movies, some Idris Elba stuff, Tom Hardy. I'm leaning towards Tom Hardy now for James Bond. Really? I didn't I didn't think Tom Hardy could pull that off. You think he can pull that off? I think he That's can. He's great in Peaky Blinders. He's great in Taboo. Great. He's a bit like Daniel Craig in his look and vibe. I think Henry Cavill's just too good looking to be a spy. Like he's okay. just wouldn't like he, he's just a dreamboat. So he'd walk into every room and you'd be like, he's too good looking. He's he's like That's true. Yeah. He's, and he's and, a massive man too. Like he's a, mm, he's a big dude. Like, like he wouldn't think, be a secret agent because nah, you stand out in every room. Yeah. Whereas I think Tom Hardy would be a good secret agent, like okay. his look. And Idris Elba would be fine. 
I think that's the move. I, I think Tom Hardy, he doesn't seem like he's uh, quite as suave as he needs to be. You know what I mean? Like, he seems like a barroom brawler to me. Mm. He doesn't seem like that Bond. But I don't know. I mean, Daniel Craig was, you know, kind of a brawler himself. So I'm, I'm down for it. Anything Bond, I'm in. So I'm a sucker for it. Okay, so I, yeah, I'm obsessed with who's going to be the next Bond. Um, Kirk was right on this one. Barry, season three, not started well. I think we got to the high point. And actually, at the end of season two, have you seen Barry? Do you watch it? I have, yes. I love Barry. So, you know, the end of season two was wild. Let's, I don't want to spoil it for people, but it was a big ending. And I kind of feel like this, have you started season three yet? I have not started season three yet. Yeah, it's not grabbed me so far. So okay. Kirk's right on this. I think we've seen the best of Barry. Um, okay. I went to the movies and saw everything everywhere all the time, which is fine. It's, you know, it's a B plus. It was entertaining, but certainly um, maybe a little bit overblown. Like Jeff D. Lowe and all these people are saying it's the best movie they've seen for ages. Um, I enjoyed it, but not that much. Yeah, Jeff DeLo tends to like uh, too many movies. Like he doesn't have a, that much of a critical eye on it. Mm. So I could I could agree with that. I'm looking forward to uh, Doctor Strange. Same, same. So, so I'm, I've got I booked to see that in next not this weekend the weekend after, and okay. I want to see Operation Mincemeat, which I think is about the D Day. Um, it's a World War Two movie with um, Colin Firth. Love World War Two movies, so I'll be seeing that one. Um, I won't be watching Winning Time with John C. Riley. That's on here, but I cannot watch a show. Kirk has laid out how it's so not true. I can't watch it now because the whole time I'll just be annoyed. Yeah, it's it's very annoying. The breaking of the fourth wall is very distracting. I can't. I I tried to get into that show, could not get into it. It's and then once you hear Kirk shitting on it, it's hard to try to stick with it. So I totally agree with you on there. And I know we're two hours and 22 minutes in, but that Batman take from Kirk and then Clemmer was joining in on was absolutely shit. It was a shit take. Um, what what saying, do you mean? Saying that it's a seven ripoff. The it is a Batman, seven ripoff. But call it, it's a lazy take to call it a ripoff. It's not a, it's not a ripoff if the director is using seven and paying respect Homage. to the movie yes he's paying respect to the movie so he's using it similar to what tarantino would do where he would have a movie or a scene where he'd he'd have it like it was uh, a De Palma scene where we'd have it in kill bill he's done that in the past it's just a, it's a it's a tip of the cap to a movie or an, an, a director that you loved that's all that it is to call it just a total ripoff is a lazy lazy take that's all that i'm saying uh, I don't, maybe I, I I just think it's what they didn't like about the movie it was right. that shades of it. Like they didn't like the fact that it was a seven ripoff. Like they didn't like the homage paid to seven. They didn't and think it, it worked. It's an iconic movie and mm. it's been given enough time where you can also do that. Plus too, the narration and the detective aspect of Batman is what Batman is all about from old, old, old school. So you need to have that narration like you would have Morgan Freeman talking over the movie. So it's just a lazy take. That's all that I'm saying. If you don't know Batman, it's a lazy take. That's all. Okay. Yeah. was wasn't a huge fan of that movie. That was um, for my guy Mayo. That was for my guy Mayo. Right Black Mayo. Uh, like what, you know what popped up on my one of my streaming services here, which I'd never seen? There's two Equalizer movies with Denzel Washington. I don't know if you've ever seen them. I, I used to love the show the with Edward Woodward. One. The f I, I see. I haven't seen the show. I've seen the movie. The first Equalizer 
is fantastic. Absolutely. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, love the first one. Second one was still good. I mean, yep. it didn't quite hit the, the same heights, but I liked um, the bad guy. He's the Mandalorian, Pedro Pascal. I like him. And, yep. um, well, I've just spoiled it, so... That's Too okay. Late. Did you see? Uh, did you see? Did you see <laughs> it, Jack it is, Reacher? It is five years old. That is true. It is five years. Did you see Jack Reacher, the first Jack Reacher? Tom didn't Cruise? like it. Didn't like it. Is really? it good? I sort of started it and turned it off after half. An I hour. feel like Equalizer, the first Equalizer, and the first Jack Reacher are like so similar. I love both. Okay, love maybe both, I'll go though. back and watch it because give it another shot. I, I did like. start this fucking terrible Jack Reacher show on Amazon. Have you seen this? Oh, you didn't that, like that. With this big guy, I don't know what the yeah. actor's name is, massive guy. Um, it was awful. I was it, it, it's a show for dumb people. This is a Kirk take. Like this is a show for people in the middle of America or down south, which is fine, I'm not judging. It's a dumb that. show. Like the, the 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 policeman was so terribly written, the, the African American policeman, the worst writing I've ever seen. You know, they've got the typical southern gentleman um in the it just fine but not for me i uh, see i i kind of like those shows not it's it's simple and it knows exactly what it wants to be so i, I kind of mm. like that but i can see what you're saying i prefer that style in a movie where it's get in get out like you watch a movie yeah. like the equalizer that's good two point. hours of good fun and that's then you point. move on that that's where i am a bit like why i don't think superhero tv shows work for me as well because in the end i don't really care about the superhero like it's a it's a made-up person who flies around in the sky and i don't need from one episode to the other it doesn't hold me like a proper drama or show what if there's dad issues layered into that though isn't that nice isn't that oh nice? it's it's really emotional and and when you know if you bring a bit of golf there that's very triggering for me as go. well um sure. Yeah, and so that's what I've been watching, but I've saved this for the last. I think the the best bit of video content anywhere, on the web, on any streaming service, in the last two weeks is the video Warden of the North made about me destroying real Chuck Wagon. That was the the high point for entertainment in the world, in the world, in the last two weeks. I will agree with this. Your performance against Chuck Wagon was a thing to behold the way that you popped on there again. And it got me cause you're eating, you're eating, you're just casually having some lunch, a little sip of Pellegrino. And then you just murdered him. And he just, his, his shoes, both shoes just filled with piss as he's and, sitting there. Terrified. And the way, way Warden cut up that 14 minutes into a succinct two minute package. And the, you know, the image at the end that Warden made of, you know, fucking, drunk dumb chuck's face i mean and, and chuck has been like trying to claw back since that defeat you know um trying to challenge me trying to uh, you know to pretend that he was drunk and oh you saying oh, why don't you challenge me when i'm sober i mean you fucking challenged me and i just got on so right, what are you, you talking just, about i didn't do anything you started shit talking me. I get on and you fucking go mute. It's not my fault you're drunk. What is the best part of that too is not only him, but to watch everybody, as soon as you pop on there, they all just go silent and they're all just like watching you. It was it was a thing to behold with all of them there, not just Chuck Wagon. They all just kind of like stop and watch you as you're just eating lunch. It's mm. I love it. It's great. 
Admittedly, they'd like, you know, they were almost 24 hours into the broadcast by then and they're all high as fuck. But, uh, yeah, it's a Warden of the North, you know, great Minna fan, you know, he's the silent voice of this show. Yeah, I mean, it's highly questionable. I, I think you're more the talent in that, but I'll give you that. It's okay. It is what it is. What do you get? Beauty. Um, well, we've almost hit the two and a half hour mark. Red, um, I guess you should go to bed now. It's late where you are. It's I'm way exhausted. past Kirk's bedtime. Um, I mean, you wore me out, buddy. I appreciate it. I'm glad I was able to last this long. I just wanted to make it last. That was it. I just kept thinking about baseball and, and other things. So thank you. Appreciate well, it. Well, great. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to Minna Fandom. Hopefully we'll be back next week. Red, um, don't watch that scene anymore. Don't just don't do it to yourself. No, I'm, I'm going to watch it all weekend. I don't give a shit. I'm mentally ill. I don't care. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thanks, you know, you know what? Appreciate you know what? I'm sure would, would go really well. Like you should reach mm. out to Kirk and say, "Look, you know, no. Kirk, you've lost both your parents in a short no. space of time. Like I have. I was wondering if you have any advice. Maybe you should call in the show and ask him." No, I'm going to do it like every red-blooded American does, which is bury it deep down inside and mm. never actually deal with the issues until it absolutely implodes years down the road that's whatever that's what we all mm. do so just 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 last question on this then Please. did you i'm curious did you sort of feel like an orphan even before your mum passed away because she didn't remember you like yeah you know yeah yeah absolutely yeah so it's been it's been a 10-year thing uh and for the last five years she didn't know who i was so yeah yeah absolutely so then when you find out that they died then you're like relieved and then you're also like giving yourself a hard time because they died and then uh yeah you, then you never forgive yourself and you just live with well, that well, forever well, but what's you the just conflict? bury that but what's the conflict time. what's the conflict there because you're not you can't save your mom's mental health like no but that, that relief that you feel that she's now been able to move on right because she has to sit there and starve mm. and you know pass away that way starving and and alone and then you just have to like kind of like be relieved that it's over, right? But then you have to give yourself a hard time because because oh, you feel guilty that you're feeling you feel relieved that you leave, right? So then you're feeling like something good as you're finding out that your mother's finally passed. Mm. Yeah, I, I think just, I think you should turn this around. Out. You need to turn this around, Red, because actually, nope. you know, nope. no, no. But I'm just saying that you know you should be happy that she's at peace now, right? And the, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that feeling of relief. Like you loved your mom. And yeah. she's now at peace. So yeah. you should accept that and be happy. No, I don't think I can. I think I'm just going to keep giving myself a hard time and being angry at the system and, mm. you know, just keep cycling through. And again, like I said, you just bury it deep down inside and never, ever let that out. Yep. Yeah, actually, yeah. I do that for a lot of things. And yeah, that's me, I'm, I'm, I'm pre pretty well adjusted, as you yeah. know. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think I'm doing pretty well. I'm holding it together. I haven't killed anybody yet. So I think I'm doing okay. Yeah, I mean... I, when my dad died, I had a real issue because my mum was so grief stricken. I ended up looking after her and not dealing with my own grief. So now, you know, I will, you know, it, it, it took a while for me to actually get to my own grief about it. Man, listen, I'm going to do the best I can. My only therapy is you. This is okay. It. Well, uh, my only advice is I wrote a letter to my dad. If, you know, if you've got things that are like inside you and you don't want to bury them, write a couple of letters Cry your little eyes out while you write them, and then you'll mm -hmm. be fine. All right. Once I get done with Kevin Costner, I'm going to do that. Thank you. Actually, we, we write the letters and we'll read them out next show. That would be awesome. We'll just oh, end geez. the show. These letters. <laughs> all right. On that note, we're going to end Minna Fandom. Love you, Red. Love uh, you too. We're all thinking about you, and uh, we'll catch up soon.